Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Good Friday, folks. We made it. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got, well, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. Clay Travis is back on Monday, coming back from Mexico. He'll have plenty to say, I'm sure. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at JMartZone. Joined, well, he's in Los Angeles. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Basketball is back in our lives. This means there's actually live sports to comment on today. That's a thing. Charles Barkley commenting on all sorts of things on and off the floor because that's what he does. <laughs> we will try to get into that in some form at some point today. Jonas, what's up, my friend? Just hanging out on a Friday, man. Early as hell on the West Coast, but good to be here. And uh, man, Laker fandom, they're back. They have risen from the dead. Uh, you cover professional wrestling for a long time, correct? I worked in it. I okay. cover it now. Okay, yeah. So so you are very familiar. Remember back in the day, Bret Hart used to have those glasses he would put on the little kids when Absolutely. he would walk out? Yeah, like Laker fans now are digging up their Kurt Rambis goggles, like the Bret Hitman <laughs> Hart glasses, and everybody's everybody's a Laker fan back on board the uh, bandwagon here in L.A. Yeah, all it took was one comeback from 19 points down in the third quarter. I think it was a six-point game at the half, 
and then the Rockets looked pretty good coming out of the into the third quarter. Luckily for the Lakers, not only do they have LeBron James, but they've got Scott Foster. Oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Scott Foster, who, uh, if you just look at the numbers, the Rockets, I believe, were 0-6 or 0-7 uh, in games that he had called. Uh, James Harden fouls out in this one. The last time he had fouled out was in a game uh, with Scott Foster. Uh, Harden and Chris Paul both had not-so-nice things to say about Scott Foster afterwards. It, be, it It's becoming more of a trend if you just Google search any of the Houston uh, reporters and people like that who are, are, are making their comments on social media. They have spoken about it several times before. It seems to be a trend that Scott Foster is not very fond of the Houston Rockets, or so they think. LeBron goes 29-11 and 11 last night. Looks good in the second half for sure. And I'm reading article after article about, oh, he's so rejuvenated. You could just see it in his eyes that he cares. I'm like, okay. I guess that's like the audio we played yesterday where he says, all right, we're engaged now. I'm going to have to turn it up a notch so that we can make the playoffs. Well, they're now 500, and good for them. We looked at the standings and talked about it a little bit yesterday, Jonas. When you look at the rest of the NBA standings in the Western Conference, it's not like there's a bunch of juggernauts sitting ahead of you where you're just like, well, the Lakers are clearly not getting in this because how are you going to thwart the Sacramento Kings or the mighty L.A. Clippers at this stage? The Lakers do have LeBron James. I don't know that you're going to get any higher than an eight seed. I guess you're not really separated in the four to eight range by very many games, so who knows where you could end up. I think the the best case scenario by far for the NBA is for the Lakers to eke in at eight just so we're guaranteed Golden State versus LeBron even though I don't think that would be a particularly good series or a particularly long series. Well, no. If you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna have a squash, if you're gonna have a, a complete wipeout, if you're gonna have a, a total mismatch, at least have it be with names. And I think that the NBA would rather look for the future of their league. It's probably better if it's Sacramento because they're a younger team and they've got young talent, and it'd be exciting to watch them and see them try and develop like we've seen younger teams do it before. But you can't pass up on the potential of getting the Lakers in the playoffs. They haven't been there in a long time. The buzz will be there. They're a big market. Now, if just the Knicks could carry their weight at some point in this century, then you've really got something in the NBA. Well, I mean, if they get Zion Williamson, he's able to carry his own weight over his own shoes. (laughs) That's true. Then that's probably going to help the Knicks. That story's still out there. Nike's stock dropped like right after we went off the air. Their stock dropped. They lost a ton of money. Um, there's like, is Zion going to sue Nike after all this? There were people saying that. Paul George contacting him about his shoe. I guess now he's afraid that his shoe was bad. Well, Paul George, I don't know that your shoe was made for a 280-pound monster. So I'm not, not positive about all of that. Seems like Zion's going to be okay. So that's that's a good thing, obviously. I don't know how fast he's going to come back. There's still a whole lot of think pieces out there about how he should never play college basketball again. I'm not sure there aren't pieces out there, Jonas, to say he shouldn't play basketball again. Uh, it's, like, it's, just be safe. You know what? You're, you've got to think about your future, my friend. Don't ever step on a basketball court again. I have, I've never seen more concern over an injury that was just listed as day-to-day. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, honest to God, it's amazing what people have turned this story into. I wish people would just come out and say this. 
I'm bored. I don't know what else to talk about in sports. I'm lost without football, so this is all I got. At least if you're going to be honest about it, just be honest about it. I mean, the guy's shoe exploded. Crazy stuff happens. He's got a day-to-day injury. Big whoop. Move on. I think he's coming back. There are actually betting odds out there as to which sneaker company is going to sign the endorsement deal with, with Zion Williamson when he's able to. Like, there's actual odds out there. And I'm telling you right now, I would hammer Nike. Because I believe Nike's at like a plus 150. I would hammer Nike because mm-hmm. they're going to have to overpay to overcorrect the issue because they don't want to look bad moving forward. I think Nike's going to do it. So there's a little money-making tip this early in the morning. I take Nike plus 150. I, that's how you do it, right? Yeah. I mean, did you see the Kawhi Leonard ad last week, the New Balance stuff? No. You need to watch that Does during New Balance the commercial have break. Uh, apparently. Uh, but these are... <laughs> These Kawhi Leonard shoes are just, I don't even know that my father would wear them, but wow. apparently Kawhi Leonard, because they're trying to like, well, Kawhi Leonard's sort of the anti-superstar. The entire ad is him not talking and just kind of standing there, and That's at the good. end of it, he puts like one finger over his mouth to indicate, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the way, we wonder why Kawhi Leonard never speaks. The second the guy so much as laughs, he turns into a drop for the next year and a half on sports radio. <laughs> like that. I mean, no wonder. I get it. Listen, man, uh, if you had that laugh he was holding on to, I'd probably steer away from uh, the microphone as well, too. I'm looking at him. I don't know if these are the New Balance or these are the Nikes. Are they the no, ones with like, the hand on the back on the back of it? Or No, the back okay. of the Kawhi Leonard shoe is Times New Roman font. And on the left shoe, it says Kawhi. And on the right shoe, it says Leonard with a period. And it looks like what you used in 12-point font to not raise the ire of your 11th grade geography teacher. Jesus. I mean, uh, wow. That's All right, well, look, I mean, hey, he's got to do something. He's got to spice it up a little bit. And he's probably going to be an L.A. Clipper in a year from now. So I guess that's the move if you want to get to L.A., really really start to build your brand there. Just go the opposite of the Kardashians. Don't speak, do nothing social media wise, and just do what Kawhi Leonard's doing. I'm all, I'm all right with it. Let's do it. It's a change so, of pace. So, do you believe in this Scott Foster conspiracy? Uh, no, like he was voted the worst. He was voted the worst official in the league. James Harden's like, I never complain about officiating. That may not. I mean, that may be true. I don't know. James Harden strikes me as a guy that probably has complained about the officiating, and Chris Paul, I'm sure, has, but. I'm reading this one piece of this article. It says, in January of last season, Chris Paul sarcastically referred to Foster as, quote, the man, and quote, who they paid to see, which is the old refrain, I'm guilty of this all the time. Be like, oh, yeah, we paid to see officials tonight. We didn't pay to see the game. We paid to see officials. There were 18 fouls called in the fourth quarter, seven of them fairly late, all of them against the Rockets. I actually kind of think it's a cooler world if there is a beef between an actual NBA official and an NBA team. Oh, like I, I don't. It's, that's interesting, right? Because we talked about yesterday the NBA not being all that exciting on the floor. Even though, look, that was a nice comeback in the late window last night. If you're watching TNT, you got a a pretty decent show out of that. But I, I love. The, I'm all here for this Harden, Chris Paul, Houston Rockets vendetta coming forth through Scott Foster. Like that's. That's a movie I will pay to see. And here's the thing. On, on the foul call that fouled Harden out, it was a charge. Yes, so, it was. And I, and I know that we're conditioned now, and, and it's the, it, like we're learning how to do this the wrong way. Like We're conditioned now in the NBA when it comes to officiating with makeup calls. 
uh, or were conditioned to, well, superstar gets that call, a normal player doesn't get that call, which is completely the wrong way to learn things, but that's how we're conditioned mentally to look at the NBA now. James Harden charged. LeBron was outside of the circle. It was a clear offensive foul. He fouled out. Tough balls. The idea that that a superstar can't be called for fouls late in games or you don't do that to a superstar because uh, uh, you're not there to watch the right. Man, there are rules in place. If you violate those rules and you foul out, that's your problem. I mean, whether or not – Here's I, I do a thing on my uh, on my weekend highly rated weekend over my night show and by highly rated I mean not, not rated at all. Um, <laughs> but I do this thing called "What do you think? What do you want?" What I think is Scott Foster has called a lot of Rockets games. He doesn't like their style of play, and so he thinks that they maybe foul more than they get called in other games, and he's going to call it the way that he sees it. That's what I think is really happening. What I want to happen is that he's on the take. All right, I want a scandal. And if I can't get a scandal with a kid's shoe exploding and it's only a day-to-day injury, then I want a scandal with a referee a la Tim Donahue. I don't think that's yes. too much to ask. Please, can we revive that story again? That's it. Better better ref conspiracy story. This one about Scott Foster and the Rockets or the fact that, gasp, multiple officials in the NFC Championship game used to live in Los Angeles. I, I uh, Let me just – okay, that, I'm so glad you brought that up. I love how everyone said, well, man, all those uh, officials lived in Los Angeles. Have you seen Rams games? Okay. They can't even <laughs> find fans to go to those games, let alone guys that work in the NFL to go to those games. <laughs> it's like the idea that all of a sudden there's this built-in edge for the like People aren't even going to the games as Rams fans, let alone officials uh, moonlighting as Rams fans and also being NFL officials. It, it's crazy, but... I, I welcome and I'm at least entertained by the idea of conspiracy theories, so I do hope there is some fire with this smoke with Scott Foster. And then, you know, you look at the numbers and you look at how many games that he is called that the Rockets have lost, and there is a little bit of meat on the bone, but I find it hard to believe after the Donahue mess and everything that went on that Scott Foster would be out there trying to finagle the Rockets in, in in some sort of a scandalous way. And then I saw this, uh, a tweet from somebody who covers the Rockets for a local Houston uh, station, radio station, that apparently Scott Foster was one of the guys that was being called by Tim Donahue back during the time when he was doing all his gambling. Mm. Now, whether or not that's legitimate or he was just being a smartass, I have no idea. I got to do a deeper dive on that, but I did see that floated out there. So if we can get a conspiracy for the next couple of months until playoff time, I'm in. I'm good with it. You're telling me Scott Foster is somehow canoodling with Tony Soprano? I wish. Is that the argument here? I wish. I mean, I, I would love for that to be the case. Uh, I know it's. It, everyone says, well, it's a black eye for the league. All right, well, you know what else is a black eye for the league? Uh, when the ratings take a dip, all right, and when people aren't talking about it because it's not interesting. So if we have to have an official on the take to make this sport more interesting, I think we should be we should welcome it with open arms. Because you know what? It makes our jobs easier, and that's what it's all about. Uh, you're absolutely right. Anything that makes my job easier is better. <laughs> Apparently in a 2016 poll of players – uh, NBA players and coaches basically voted Foster the worst referee in the league. So That's not awesome. only is he on the take against the Rockets, he's on the take against the entire league. That's awesome. I'm all here for this. Yes. Like I need more Scott Fosters in my life. It's just going to make sports interesting again. A lot of these basketball games, they're just basketball games. And I've kind of seen basketball in my day. I'm all for this vindictive referee story. 
Uh, when we come back on the other side, we will talk a little bit more about that. We also have not really discussed Anthony Davis much this week. He's going to play tonight. How much is he going to play? They'd like to play him zero minutes. We'll discuss the viability of maybe finding a way to do that in the future, even though it's not going to happen right now. Before we can do that, let me tell you about Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. I pray that we're doing it at all. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. It was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, more affordable, and definitely more enjoyable, if that's a thing. It actually is. Sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough on your sensitive gums, makes it a much more pleasurable experience to brush your teeth because people are out here brushing way too hard. Most electric toothbrushes, even the ones you like, even the high brands, they're too abrasive, so enter Quip, revolutionary, built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. Here's a stat. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes a day or don't clean evenly, so it's going to make sure that you take care of that. Also, it's going to make sure you don't need a clunky charger on the road. One single charge, your Quip will run for three months. Also, you'll make sure you're not using just worn-out, ineffective old brush heads because Quip will automatically deliver them to you on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. Thousands of verified five-star reviews. That's why I love Quip. That's why Clay loves Quip. That's why we all here at Outkick love Quip. That's why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to GetQuip, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Clay, GetQuip.com slash Clay right now, you get your first refill pack for free with the purchase of a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at GetQuip slash Clay. We're back in a moment. It's Jason and Jonas in for Clay on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You check things all the time, like your email or social media, but Discover asks, what about checking something as important as your credit score? Well, Discover makes it quick and easy with their credit scorecard, which is free for everyone, even if you're not a customer. See your FICO credit score and other important credit information, and once you know your score, you should check to see if your current credit card is the best fit for you. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Is this corn? Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Jonas Knox with me, Jason Martin, and for Clay Travis. He'll be back on Monday at the Jonas Knox at Jmart Zone, apparently at Corn. Well, I think I. 615 Eastern? Yeah, well, listen, I think what Roberto's doing, he threw up a little bit of a flare gun. All right, because corn uh-huh. is from Bakersfield, and uh-huh. Joe is from Bakersfield, so it's like you throw up the flare gun, and you know where everyone's at. So maybe that's a flare gun up into the sky for Joe, your favorite in Bakersfield, to call in again. All right, so we need to have a discussion here because Joe in Bakersfield, I was uh, I was in the, my affiliate studio to handle my actual business, my day to day business yesterday, and there was one of the executives in the building that came over to me at one point and said, "Man, I'm really enjoying listening to the show this week. You guys are doing really good, and that's always nice to hear." And then he says, "Anthony in Bakersfield." I'm like, "You mean Joe in Bakersfield?" He's like, "Yeah, Joe in Bakersfield." He's <laughs> Anthony, like, "Anthony, Joe, you know, same thing." <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. He's like, "I think you were mean to him." 
And uh, somebody else had said that to me on Twitter. And so I kind of got convicted there for a second. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to do that. I felt like it would be fun radio content. I didn't really want to hurt his feelings. I hope I didn't hurt his feelings. We also said he's a listener that that's why he ex- why we exist is listeners like him out there that care and all this kind of stuff. And we put him on the air a couple of days in a row, and hopefully that was a positive experience for him and all that. Maybe mocking his voice wasn't the nicest thing that I've ever done. So, you know, I don't know. I wasn't trying to be mean to Joe in Bakersfield, but I did suggest, I told you guys this yesterday. I said within 24 hours of us doing this Joe in Bakersfield thing, someone will create a dummy Twitter account for Joe in Bakersfield. It only took like six hours because oh, someone... Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, followed last night by at Joe in Bakersfield, and Joe in Bakersfield only tweets based on what I think my mocked voice of Joe in Bakersfield sounds like. That's what this guy tweets. <laughs> so, so I didn't mean to. Well, I mean, actually, I mean, I knew that this was probably going to happen, but I guess corn being from Bakersfield makes yeah. that okay. Does that mean Joe is on the line? I, I or not, no, I don't know. I, I think that the flare gun has been sent up, and I have Joe no is idea. not on the line right now. Yeah, not yet. Oh, yeah. Justin, have you hung up on him? No, he hasn't called. Did you put him on hold for two and a half hours when he called in, or no? Like mean, when he when he would call and you're handling the phones. Yeah, back in the day when you were young, you're not a kid anymore. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Coop's got things. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, there's I, a, well, yeah. There's, there's well, a, there's I mean, no, a, I like I talked to him for you know I screened the phone call and then I was like, all right, thanks, Joe. And then I yeah, put but him did on you hold. hang up on him or did you put him on hold? No, I put him on hold. I mean, right, see, so you guys are cruel. I like mean, I was telling Dub this, and Dub's off today, and he's he obviously screens the phones here in Nashville on a regular basis, and he'll like there'll be somebody sitting on hold, and I'll look up on the screen and see the person's been on hold, and I'll say, okay, well that's Joe in Bakersfield, right? And he'll nod. I'm like, why don't you tell Joe in Bakersfield thanks for the take? Like Joe doesn't need to sit there holding his flip phone. For two hours and 20 minutes of a show when we're probably not going to go to him. But Coop's got things going on here. I mean, there's Domino's in the studio. He's got pop brownies in the kitchen. I mean, you can't expect the guy to also take care of business with Joe in uh, in Bakersfield. All right, first of all. That's nice of him not to be as overt and just smoke a blunt. Like, just go ahead and use the brownies. (laughs) Very, very covert, (laughs) Justin. I mean, it's a class act. Come on, it's uh, Girl Scout cookie season, so he's got to make things work. Yeah. I doubt Joe's on a cell phone. He's probably on it on a landline. And secondly, cordless or no? I'm no gonna say, I, Rotor, I'm, rotary okay, or I'm gonna say or he push button. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it used to be a, a cord phone back when the the phone quality was a little bit better. Some mm-hmm. somebody must have bought him a cordless because now it's it, it's not as he's not as clear as he used to be when I when I was screening his phone calls. But I didn't always do that. Just towards the beginning, I would leave it on hold. Then, but like you, I started to feel bad. So right after I screened, yeah. I'd be like, "All right, cool, thanks, Joe." And then I'd hang up on. Him. All right, so so Justin, well, I mean, Justin Cooper yeah, leaves him on hold. You mock his voice, not me. I'm I'm decent to Joe. He calls in on the weekends. I talk to him. He's a he's a good human being, and he's from Bakersfield. And I happen to be a fan of corn. So there's that. No, I'm please exonerated. tell me that's not true. True story. Very underrated. You're a friend band. of corn. A fan of corn. Fan, not a friend. You celebrate their entire catalog. What's your favorite uh, um, corn tune? A when favorite? a man loves a woman. No, yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, probably, um, dude looks like a lady is probably my favorite. Uh, corn <laughs> okay. Is that wrong band? Oh, sorry about that. 
Um, I would say no. They're they're actually a, a very underrated band. A very underrated. Yeah, they are very underrated. They did a lot. They did things differently. Tune the guitars down to D. Uh, slap bass all the way through. They did some things differently. So I give them credit for a little bit of creativity. But uh, really, no no drop D tuning you've ever heard before that. No, not That's in that. Incredible. Not, not in that genre of music. Jonas Jonas Knox hashtag freak on a leash. Hey, that's how it is. Some I just po- saw this pop up. I saw it just pop up in the <laughs> chat. Now he's on hold. You smoked him out. And way to use that uh, phraseology, hey. Justin, backing up who you are. Let's go to Joe in Bakersfield then, Justin. Let's go ahead and pot him up. Let's get sorry. Now I've done it. Let's do it three times <laughs> in a row. Three days in a row. Joe in Bakersfield here on Outkick the Coverage. Joe, good morning to you, man. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I heard you guys. Talk about the Lakers. Uh, they supposed to get Phil Jackson uh, to be a advisory, so uh, maybe they'll hire him and he might do a little bit better. Uh, and, Phil Jackson's in a teepee somewhere, uh, smoking his own weed. I don't think he's coming. Yeah, that's back peyote. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. Yeah, well, uh, the Nike shoes. Uh, Paul George is made by Paul George. I mean, yeah, them, uh, Nikes. He's not making the shoes. Yeah, well, I think they probably had them made in China because their stuff's not made very well. So, Joe, tell me about Bakersfield. How long have you lived in Bakersfield? Yeah, since 1953, lived in L.A. a couple Ooh. years, up north a couple years. How old are you? We've we've always tried to figure We want to know more about you, Joe. How old are you? Uh, 71. 71. What did you do for a living, I assume? Are you retired now? Yeah. What did you do for a living? If it's something you can say on the radio. If you were like a spy oh, or yeah. something, don't don't give that up. Oh, yeah, I was a spy for, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the Lakers. No, <laughs> really. Just you were a spy for what's his name? The Lakers? What, Steve Lakers? No, the Laker team. The Laker team. Oh, uh, okay. Now, what did, you, what did you actually do for a living, Joe? I'm serious. Oh, okay. Uh, taxi driver. Uh, worked in the plywood mills up north. Uh, yeah. Security guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, chopped cotton when I was a teenager. Have you I always, I mean, you said you've lived in, you've lived in Bakersfield since 50. Is that what you said? 53. Wow. So when you, yeah, like, the, what do you do? What do you do now? Like, what do you do I now? Cannot, like, I, I guess I, you're I not working. I, so what do you do? Oh, okay. Um, I'll play. Texas home at the local casino. All right. All right. But my, luck, but my luck hasn't been very good lately. <laughs> so when you, when you, so you listen to, you listen to Fox Sports Radio a good bit. I, I know because you've, you've, like I said, you're one of our best listeners and we, we appreciate that you, that you call the shows and that you interact and that you talk to all of us and you're always so pleasant on the line and, and all of those things. I'm just curious, like, do you just sit at home with Fox Sports Radio on, or are you out and about listening to it? Like, how do you how do you consume our shows? Where are you right now? I'm sitting in my bed. Is that generally where you're listening? Do you just listen in bed early morning? I mean, what time is it out there? What it's two thirty one out there? Or have I got that wrong? Is it three thirty one? It's three thirty one. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're confusing a Bakersfield with Juneau, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, Jonas. Yeah, I appreciate that. Way to, way to pick me up off the mat there, <laughs> Scott Foster. <laughs> appreciate you fouling me out. <laughs> so, Joe, do you uh, like? I mean, seriously, do you just like have Fox Sports Radio on? Do you listen on a phone? Do you listen on like an old school radio? Like, how do you listen to the show? How do you listen to the station? Well, I try to listen over the 
sports guys on the radio to see what I can pick up on sports and stuff like that. I should buy a newspaper more whenever they have basketball games and all that so I can get more information on them. Hey, hey, Joe, can I tell you this, man? Because you've called into my show. It's, it's Jonas Knox. You've called into my show on the weekend overnights, and I always appreciate it, man, because you're a loyal listener, and, and we appreciate you. You're not calling in to, to talk trash or give any hot takes or anything like that or crack some bad jokes or anything like that. You just you, you love to listen. You love the product, and so we appreciate it. I just wanted to thank you, man. No, you're welcome, sir. No, I mean, like, like I said, I just I wanted to get to know you a little bit better because you have called us so often since the very beginning of the show, and we've had a little bit of fun with you over the last few days. But we put you on the air at the same time just to just to have a, a little bit of fun, and it's all in good fun, obviously. But I was just curious, like, yeah, how you did it, like, how you says, are you married? Are you married or anything like that? You got any kids? I was married one time for three weeks. That was it. Three weeks. How did how did that come to a close? Uh, she wasn't ready to settle down. <laughs> you know, there you go. So, no kids then either? Mm, no. Well, we appreciate it, Joe. Do you yeah, have any Joe. other sports-related uh, takes, my friend? Mm, any other sports well, things you wanted to, I, wanted to say? Well, I hope the Raiders will get smart and uh, get some good players. The great they to Vegas. If they move to Vegas, I don't know how they're going to get any business because uh, they can't win in uh, Oakland. I don't know how they're going to win in uh, Las Vegas. Vegas. I think they should stay in Oakland myself. Well, they hired a guy that was a mediocre coach like 25 oh, years come ago. come on. Jeez. Gruden's atrocious. I mean. I mean, I'll, I can do that for the next two and a half. All right, Joe, you have a good day, my friend. Thanks, uh, Joe. Appreciate you, man. That's Joe in Bakersfield. Good I just want to learn a little bit more yeah. about Joe. 71 man. years old, Joe in Bakersfield. He's lived in Bakersfield since 52. Kicks back, I was, listens to FSR. We appreciate it, man. No, it's good stuff. Like I said, we're not mean here. We're having a good time with Joe, but Joe also didn't sit on hold for the last three hours because Dub Yarbrough's not here to say, yeah, we'll get you on, brother, and then not let you on. <laughs> let's, bring, let's bring in Eddie Garcia. We got Wendell and Kyle waiting on hold. We'll, we'll put them up here in just a second. Let's go out to Eddie Garcia first. Eddie, what's up, man? We've got to give you the Geico scoreboard, and the NBA second half is underway. We had the Bucks beating the Celtics 98-97. Milwaukee led by Giannis Antetokounmpo with 30 points. Milwaukee now a league best. 44 and 14 on the year. Warriors are the best in the West at 42 and 16. They get by the Kings 125 123. Steph Curry had 36 points, hit 10 three pointers in that win for the Warriors. Lakers rallied down 19 points to beat the Rockets 111 to 106. LA was led with uh, led by LeBron James who had 29 points. As for Houston, star James Harden he had 30 points right before fouling out. He gets that 30th point to extend his streak to 32 consecutive games with 30 or more. 76ers without star Joel Embiid who's injured still beat the Heat 106. To 102. College basketball, one day after Duke star Zion Williamson went down with that knee injury in the opening minute against North Carolina, the team says upon further evaluation he has a grade one sprain. They consider him day-to-day. The Blue Devils' next game will be Saturday against Syracuse. On the court in college basketball, number two Gonzaga, likely the new number one team when the new poll comes out. They rolled over Pepperdine 92-64. It was number seven Michigan beating Minnesota 69-60. The support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can 
know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Jason Martin and Jonas Knox in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Eddie's the best at that gig, and I I totally didn't think about this. Scott Foster, such a missed opportunity. Why did you not foul James Harden out before he got to 30? Yeah, that's true. Can you imagine if he fouled him out with 28 points in that game and ended the streak? How much better this story would be today than just the Rockets lost and Scott Foster called a few too many fouls and James Harden, of all people, called him arrogant. If you had fouled, please, the next opportunity you get to do a Rockets game, Scott Foster, you've got to foul James Harden. I don't even care if James Harden has two fouls when he's got 28 points. Just ding him up for a quad foul. Make up a rule just right there on the spot and foul him out. I I, I don't mind if this streak continues forever. I love watching James Harden play basketball. But I'm so here for this beef. Yeah. And Scott Foster was so close to making history last night, or should I say ending history last night. Can anybody on the show, anybody here, do a Scott Foster impersonation? Like, Does anybody know what he talks like? Because if so, I say uh, at some point during the show, we start crank calling Houston Sports Radio as Scott Foster just to see what that's like. Because he, hate- he is a hated man in Houston right now. Yeah, he was a marked man in yeah. Houston. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. That was the voice of Jonas Knox. I'm Jason Martin. We're in for Clay Travis. He's back on Monday. Our telephone number today is 877-996-6369. That's 877-99-ON-FOX. If you want to join the program, you can talk to Justin Cooper between tokes and he will determine whether or not he wants to put you on air let's let's go to let's go to los angeles wendell is out there okay thanks for that wendell what's up man hey greetings thanks for taking the call you know i want to talk a little i want to talk about zion williamson you know uh, unfortunately what happened to him i mean you know but you know, I know, first of all, you know, I know evaluating talent is one of the hardest things to do, especially in today's NBA. And I know he's the highlight reel. He's the the one-man show everyone wants to go and see. But I'm kind of torn between his NBA career uh, because in the NBA, he's going to be in the league with some, some bigger guys. Bigger guys, talent. yeah. Yeah, they're going to neutralize him. And so I'm trying to talk, is he going to be Charles Barkley or he's going to be the late tractor trailer? I don't know which one he's going to be. Personally, this I like this time of year because I prefer the college game over the NBA anyway because I'm tired of all those crybabies that cry about every call anyway. And another, John Morant from Murray State, I think he is yeah, a real stud. deal. He sure is. I mean, he's from dude. right around. He's from right around here. I think he's going to go in the. I think he might go number three. Yeah. The three yeah. of the top four are Duke players, and then there's Ja Morant. And Ja Morant, yeah. even when he's not trying, can put up thirty points at Murray State. The thing is, he's not on national TV all the time. Right. But one more. Can I? I want, I'd like to get this in before before I cut off. Go ahead, bud. The real backstory to me is Duke plays Syracuse this yep. weekend, and the real backstory to me is 
Bayheim. Yeah. You know, he just went through something pretty horrific. That, yeah, that, now that to me is really, I mean, I'm wondering, is he actually going to coach this game or will he be able to, you know, concentrate? Cause I mean, what he went through is like, man, I'm, I don't know if I would be able to pull that off if I were hit in his position. So well, look, if he decided he did. No, yeah, no problem, Wendell. You have a good day. Look, if he didn't want to coach tomorrow, I don't think anybody would be. I get it. Yeah, I, w- I would totally get it. That's I, I did, I, That story hit, what, 20 minutes or so after our show yeah. went off yesterday, and I saw that story, and I immediately was hoping, okay, I hope that's the onion or something like that, just a really bad taste headline. Turns out, no, indeed, he hits a pedestrian after the Louisville game, and then then the immediate conclusion you jump to is, I just hope he wasn't you know, oh, yeah. under the influence or something. It turns out he was not. It was just a, just a tragic accident. But, yeah, I mean, that's a huge game for him to have to step into, and I, I can't even imagine where his mind is right now. Well, that's what I mean. So many of these, of these coaches and these athletes, like if you – in any sport, and, and I've always said as far as like – like top of the food chain psychologically, it's you know combat sports, fighting, and football players because you're engaging in violence every single play. But mm-hmm. athletes in general, coaches in general, their ability to compartmentalize per- things going personally and all that, and, and sometimes even channel it towards their job and making them better at their job, is is incredible because there are so many of us who. I mean, our dog gets sick, and we, we can't even function at our cubicle because we're thinking about, okay, uh, how, what's the vet bill going to be? How's this? How's that? And so Jim Beheim, it wouldn't surprise me if he did, in fact, coach that game, and I don't think it's him being insensitive. I just think that at the top level in sports, coaches and athletes are wired a little bit differently, and they need that in order to maybe escape and get away and concentrate on some of these other things. This is why you've seen other players and athletes perform at a high level. Brett Favre, after his dad passed away um, on Monday Night Football, going through personal stuff like that, they're able to channel it and uh, and turn it into a, a positive as far as what they do in their line of work. Remember Isaiah Thomas lost somebody yeah. close to him like right before a playoffs game uh, for the Celtics a couple of years ago. So, yeah, and, and it could be. Yeah, his sister. That's yeah. right. And he was, you know, they showed all sorts of video of him crying, and uh, that was that was definitely hard to watch as well. But the thing about Duke coming up with it being Duke and Syracuse, Syracuse is always a team, and I'm sure Beheim's well aware of this. Um, Syracuse is always a team that plays Duke difficult, especially a team like this, because the way that you beat that zone generally is shoot over the top of it, and Duke can't shoot. And so yeah. Syracuse is usually in position. They got him earlier this year when Duke had a couple of injury issues that night. But I can't even imagine if Jim Beheim's even paying attention to basketball right now. We've got a couple of other callers on the line. Kyle, hang with us. We'll lead off with you coming up. If you want to join the program, 877-996-6369. We'll be right back. I'll kick the coverage. Jonas and J. Martin for Clay on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Still on brand for Cooper with Method Man. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. <laughs> a message from Welch's Grape Juice. The Concord Grape is the perfect grape. It needs no added sugar or added flavor. Also the perfect size and consistency for being smashed, crushed, ground up, and pulverized into delicious antioxidant-rich juice. The world's toughest antioxidants, Welch's Tough as Grapes. Outkick the Coverage Radio Program rolling along on this Friday. I'm Jason Martin. Jonas Knox with me. Clay Travis is back on Monday. Justin Cooper, Roberto Flores, Eddie Garcia, the trifecta spinning the Dallas radio style for us out in Los Angeles. W. Yarbrough decided, I'm going to take the day off. So I'm just chilling here alone in the studio here in Nashville. Clay actually told me 
uh, Dove, Dove obviously wasn't here when I was here as the executive producer. He's like, you know, that guy takes a lot of days off. I just felt like I'd bury him and say that right now on air without him here to, to, to defend himself. Where in Mexico did Clay go, by the way? I'm not sure, okay. but my girlfriend was telling me last night that it's not safe to be traveling there. Well, I was in Cancun so, about mm. three weeks ago. I was in Cancun. <laughs> what a dump. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> dump Cancun is, especially the resort we were staying at. And I'm not going to release the name on the air until they get some things figured out on their end. And if they don't get those things figured out, then it's going to be a rip job for about three hours on them. But what a dump. Until you go is that downtown. the first time you've been to Cancun? Yeah, I've never been to Cancun before. And my, my girlfriend is is Mexican. I embrace the Mexican culture. Um, it's why sometimes they'll call me Jonas Knoxes. Uh, listen, those are my people, man. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, they're my Look, Roberto knows. Yeah, what's, what's the problem with Cancun, Jonas? It's a dump. That's what the problem is. He's not wrong. It's, it's all about Cabo. Yeah. Oh, Cabo San Lucas is awesome. Should have done Cabo. Did Cancun. Bad idea. It was the we were Puerto Vallarta's awesome. We were yes. there for a bachelor party, and it's the only yeah. time where I remember talking to everybody who went on the trip, and they all said afterwards, "I'm never coming here again." That's it. Absolutely. So why was the experience so bad? I mean, Cancun's was one of those destinations that Bob Barker would send middle-aged women to that would send them careening during the showcase showdown yes. on the Price is Right. <laughs> so what has happened to Cancun? Because it sounds great, and then you get there, and maybe we did it wrong because we did an all-inclusive thing, and so all-inclusive means that like food is included with everything. and Sandals? No, not no sandals, and, and the weather was <laughs> awful. The weather was awful. The food was atrocious. I mean... Like, we had to go downtown. When we went downtown, then we got real Mexico. All right, then I was comfortable. But I wasn't comfortable there eating something that, that may, as, may as well have been pigeon meat in, uh, in whatever I had the, all, uh, the uh, all-inclusive at Puerto Vallarta. Food was good. Delicious. Yeah, I, I think we might have had a, a bad bite. But, uh, but nonetheless, Cancun, my experience, a dump. How summer. was the hotel? A dump. And <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of uh, stories which I am waiting to release on the air because some things happened uh, at that hotel room uh, that we need to discuss at some point on the air. But I'm waiting to hear back from them because potential lawsuits could be involved. I'll put it that way. It was that. Is bad. that the worst? Wow. Vaca- is that the worst like exotic vacation destination, if you want to call it that, that you've ever been to? The worst. Not even. It's not even close. Not not. How even- is it compared to Bakersfield? Oh, I'd rather go to Bakersfield. Honestly, I'd rather go to Bakersfield. Mm, wow. You know, yeah, you're going to listen. I can hang out with Joe. I can listen to Fox Sports Radio. I can listen to every corn album start to finish. I can watch yeah. Woodstock 99 and see corn with that giant mosh pit that Justin Cooper loves when they played blind yeah. in front of all those people in New York uh, before they set everything on fire. And I can have a good time and I could probably find a decent Mexican restaurant and no doubt a liquor store right next to a donut shop. In Cancun, you know what you get? You get a dump. So I'll take Bakersfield. Bakersfield. What was the quote that I saw you retweeted that apparently you said that Bakersfield's remember. just like Los Angeles except for everything? Yeah, I don't remember saying that. Apparently I said that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, sounds like something I would say, so I, I can't fully deny it, but yeah, apparently I said that. Well, Joe is <laughs> listening to us right now. He's out in Bakersfield. Maybe he disagrees. He's been there for like 60 years. We're going to talk some <laughs> Anthony Davis when we come back. We'll talk about whether or not he should play. He's going to play tonight. Next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. 
Today's show also brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Clay Travis not available today. He'll be available on Monday. He'll be back from Mexico. Hopefully not Cancun, based on the last segment. Jonas Knox is with me. I'm Jason Martin. That was him laughing in the background. He's at the Jonas Knox. I'm at J Mart Zone. The trifecta out in L.A. That is Eddie Garcia, Roberto Flores, Justin Cooper. Spinning the Dallas Radio style for us today. Our telephone number, 877-996-6369. That's 877-99-ON-FOX. Anthony Davis going to play against Indiana tonight. Danny Ferry has come out and said, we are going to limit his minutes. We've told him we're going to limit his minutes. He's going to play like 24 minutes instead of 30-whatever. It doesn't matter at this point because the Pelicans are a total dumpster fire. This whole story was kind of incredible in the lead-up to the trade deadline. Anthony Davis went from kind of being a villain to realizing, I don't really like being a villain. And so I've any team, I've, I've, every team is on my list. This whole thing is strange to me because it seemed like the Pelicans were going to go to the NBA and try to find a way to not have to play Anthony Davis. And you can't blame him, Jonas, because if that dude Zion Williamson's himself, then all of a sudden they don't have the asset potentially that they had before. It's definitely not in their best interest for him to be on the basketball court at this point. Because the Lakers are the biggest brand in this whole fiasco, we a lot of us focused a lot on what the Lakers were doing and how the Lakers couldn't land Anthony Davis um, and how bad it looked for them. And Magic Johnson's got to talk to the young players and convince them everything's going to be okay. And LeBron James isn't playing and he doesn't like his teammates and he's trying to get everyone traded. So that got a lot of the headlines. Because it's the Lakers, it's the bigger brand. New Orleans may not have been just as bad in this situation, but they were a diaper fire the entire process the entire process was butchered by new orleans so much so that they fired their gm right after it took place the idea that that these moves were sitting like this package which whether you believe the package was there uh, legitimately or not was on the table and out of spite you just didn't do the deal i admire your pettiness it's impressive to look at but still, a lot of people may look at this afterwards and say, God, that was kind of a lot for a guy who doesn't want to be here any longer. And then you've got their head coach coming out and even calling it a dumpster fire, this whole process. Uh, it, it's, it's bad for the game. He's getting booed at games. They're taking him out of video packages. The Pelicans were just as bad in this situation as anybody else was. And now you've got the constant conversation throughout the rest of the season, uh, a bogus report by B- Brian Windhorst saying, they were going to get fined $100,000 each game that he sat out, which we, as we turn, as it turns out, we don't know if that was actually true. And now they're going to play reduced minutes. Uh, they've already pulled him out late in games when clearly they needed him to win those games. It's a mess all the way around. The Lakers got the heat early on. I think New Orleans is going to get it now. Yeah, and I think that they probably deserve it. I mean, Magic deserves to take quite a bit. Of course. And yeah. not just for that, but for a lot of different things that have happened to him. I mean, you had to move D'Angelo Russell, but as soon as you moved him, now he looks like he's about an yep. all-star in this league. So that doesn't help you out very much. The Lonzo Ball thing, um, hmm, hmm, that hasn't necessarily worked out all that well. Magic can't get a – we talked about yesterday about how he can't even get Paul George to sit down with him. He's Magic Johnson. It's Paul George. Paul George is like, no, I'm going to stay in Oklahoma City, Magic. I'm not even going to sit down with you, even though two years ago everybody knew he was going to be a Laker, and yeah. he's not a Laker. Like, it's – it's utterly incredible. Yeah, and the Pelicans last year were like this chic pick that was going to take the Warriors to their limit. 
They had playoff Rondo out here. They had Drew Holiday. Anthony Davis playing out of his mind. It's like, oh, the Pelicans are on the come up. And then less than a year later, they're basically not even a franchise in the NBA anymore. Yeah, and Boogie Cousins was on the team. Before he got injured, Boogie Cousins right. and Anthony Davis were there. So that's why uh, that's another part of this, um, you know, the idea that even back then, and I'll give them credit for this, as much as I think they've butchered this whole Anthony Davis saga this year, I'll give them credit for this. They did go out and they did acquire a top-tier player to, to pair up with Anthony Davis. It's not like they just didn't do a damn thing for him. It's not like LeBron in Cleveland where they got him Zildrunas Ilgauskas and uh, Booby Gibson and just said, all right, go have fun with that. Like They did go out and get a legitimate player to pair up with Anthony Davis. And yeah, they were looking okay. And then you just come to this year and, and look, right on the heels of what happened to the Saints in the NFC title game, I mean, mm. outside of Brian Williams uh, lying about a dead body floating in front of his hotel in downtown New Orleans years ago, yeah. I, this these are right up there at the top of the list for bad looks for the city. When you were talking about those players in Cleveland, it just made me think, if you've ever wondered how good LeBron James was, that dude was on the doorstep of NBA championships, where the second best team, the second best player on his team was Mo Williams. Yeah, uh, remember, remember Allen Iverson when Allen Iverson took those Sixers teams. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean that dude. You remember people used to call him a ball hog, and I was one of them. And then I heard him describe how much of a ball hog he was, and then I stopped calling him a ball hog. He's like, I don't know what you want me to do. I come up the floor. I've got a 24-second shot clock. I pass it over to Eric Snow. He passes it down low. He passes it to Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee passes it outside. It comes back to me. There's five seconds on the shot clock. What am I supposed to do? Nobody else wants to take a shot. So I'm stuck taking a shot. And then you go back and you think about it. That's what it was. Who else on that Sixers team was going to take shots? Like Who else wanted to take shots? This wasn't the same deal. I mean, James Harden is kind of getting the same treatment now. During the injury stuff, he felt like he had to do it. He also said, look, this isn't really the way I want to play. There was that weird audio of Steph Curry uh, talking to whoever it was this past weekend at the All-Star game with the live mic on and not realizing it and saying, yeah, I talked to James. James says he really doesn't want to play hero ball. He just feels like he has to right now. Like, I always thought, man, Allen Iverson, who would want to play with that guy? But then you think about it. I mean, what are you doing? Eric Snow's not out here wanting to take 20-foot jump shots. That's not why he's out there. He does, he has no interest in missing that shot. So it constantly would end up in the hands of AI. And AI's like, all right, well, I've got five seconds left in the shot clock. Everyone has touched the ball. Either I take it or I pass it to somebody who's either going to take a desperation shot or fumble it away. So I guess I'm going to take the shot. Yeah. I kind of look at him differently now than I used to. Yeah, no, I think and and James Harden and I give James Harden credit for being for saying, look, man, it's not it's not the most ideal thing. Now I do think they grooved a couple of these games so you could continue the streak, and and that's and that's fine, and and you do whatever you want to do to kind of sell that to your fans and continue on with all that. Um, but the one team that doesn't have to worry about any of these streaks or anything like that are the New Orleans Pelicans because uh, twenty to twenty five minutes is all Anthony Davis is going to play. If you're if you were the NBA. And you're running the NBA, and you're Adam Silver, which I don't. I don't believe that you'll ever run the NBA because you're not an, uh, a kiss ass like Adam Silver is to the players. Well, thank you. But Jason Martin, if you were running the NBA, would you be okay if New Orleans just said we're going to sit him the rest of the season? Like I'm trying to understand the rule. I understand like competitive balance and making sure fans get their money's worth or whatever it is, but. I think in an extenuating circumstance where it seems detrimental to both the player and the team where there's already been a split. Now, Adam Silver said over All-Star Weekend he wishes these things were handled behind closed doors. I get why he's saying that. 
I'm glad they're not being handled behind closed doors because I work in sports media oh, for yeah. a living. And it's, it's cool to have these stories. And I think it's cool if you're Adam Silver, too. You just don't want to admit it because the NBA was actually able to have more headlines during Super Bowl week than the Patriots and the Rams because it was kind of dull, actually, down there in Atlanta. We're sitting there on Radio Row, and we're talking about Kristaps Porzingis and Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant instead of Tom Brady and Jared Goff. So they have all these storylines, and it's working out. But I get why you would want to say, let's put this stuff behind closed doors. But here's the thing. It wasn't behind closed doors. It was everywhere. Anthony Davis made it clear. His dad made it clear. The Lakers were all over the place making it clear. The Pelicans, Alvin Gentry saying he's tired of all of this. Dell Demps being fired, all of this. What is gained right now? There's still no competitive advantage. I mean, Anthony Davis got dinged up right before the trade deadline the last time he played or whatever it was. So now he's going to play 25 minutes instead of playing 40 or 36 or whatever it is. He can definitely get hurt in that 25 minutes. Zion Williamson got hurt in 36 seconds. Yeah. So if I just look at it and I say, he's not going to be in New Orleans. He said every other team is on his list except for the Pelicans. It, that dude said he would play for the Nets, but he's not going to play for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's looking at everybody else. He's not even talking about the size of the market. He's out here like DeMar DeRozan saying, I don't care about Los Angeles. I don't care about anything. Dude just wants to get out of the Big Easy. And so you're going to make him play in the Big Easy when we know he's not going to be particularly prolific. He's not going to go that hard. He's going to be all-star Anthony Davis. He's going to try and be careful, which so would I. And if I was that team, I wouldn't want him anywhere near the floor. If I could, I would try to like put him put a sedative on him so he would just fall asleep and lay down where he couldn't hurt himself. Because right now, all he is is a stack of cash. He's just an asset because he's not going to be with you long term. So if I'm Adam Silver, I have to seriously consider, especially in a circumstance like this, what the benefit is of making it seem like there is some kind of competitiveness and we're trying to win about this when they're not because they, one, probably don't want to win, and two, Anthony Davis is not going to go hard because why on earth would he? Well, I got a solution. And again, I, I look, I'm not, if you're driving around with your kids listening at Fox Sports Radio right now, I'm not saying, I'm not condoning this sort of behavior, but I think for desperate times, call for desperate measures. We got to start faking injuries. Uh, if you want to start faking a groin injury, a uh, hamstring injury. LeBron did it. Yeah. I mean, do do whatever you need to do. Have one of your teammates uh, kick you in the nuts on the opening tip. Like, do whatever you need to do to make sure that you don't suit up that night or you're not able to play. And all you've got to really do is for, for about 20 more games because you're not going to the playoffs. So just do it for like 20-something more games. Uh, c- continue to figure out a new way to fake an injury and then and then go that route. I just think that that's the only solution here. And I think that would be more entertaining than anything, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, just have him jump. Have him jump ball or whatever at the start yeah. of the game. Come down. Oh, I've twisted my ankle. I'm out for yeah. how many games we got left? I'm out for an, in, uh, an undetermined amount of time. And then that's the last that you see him in a Pelicans uniform. Like, <laughs> I just think it's such a farce because they're trying to make it seem like, oh, well, he's got to play. Why, really? Like he's not he's not engaged. The team is not engaged with him. He is moving on. They are already planning to move on. It's a terrible situation. He's going to get booed in his home. Nobody wants to see him get booed at Smoothie King Center. First off, Smoothie King Center is not a thing that should exist. I just I can't I, I don't know something <laughs> about playing basketball in something called the Smoothie King Center. It's like I feel like maybe we need a different sponsorship for that place. Maybe Anthony Davis would stay there if it wasn't called the Smoothie King Center. But don't play that guy. When he doesn't want to play. Bret Hart, you mentioned Bret Hart in the first yeah. hour. I've used this analogy before. Bret Hart always talked about the fact that he was always tight as a pro wrestler. He was tight as a worker. And this is the way that I was taught as well. 
is, look, when you go half speed, and this is why the Pro Bowl and things like that always scare me, when you go half speed and you're trying to actually pull your punches in a wrestling match, that's when you get hurt. Or that's when you hurt somebody else. When you're actually making contact, laying it in, being just a little bit more real with it, that actually works out. But if you're trying to play at 50% speed when your body doesn't really understand 50%, let's say Anthony Davis is out there playing 75-80%, but his mind's not totally engaged. That's when you tear an Achilles. It's the dull knife theory. It's uh, That's right. It, yeah, it, like What's more dangerous, a dull knife or a sharp knife when cutting food? The dull knife, because it'll slip off whatever you're cutting, and then that's when accidents happen. It's, it's why I've always said... That while people don't like the fourth game of the NFL preseason, I always said that's the most competitive because you basically have a bunch of kamikazes out there who are going to do anything to make a football team, and yeah. that's when dangerous stuff happens. Remember Mark Sanchez when Rex Ryan inexplicably had him out there in the fourth preseason game and he ripped up his shoulder and was done for the year? I mean, he's playing against guys who will do anything, literally anything, to make a roster. That's when accidents happen. So if you're going half speed because you're already making a roster and everybody out there is trying to look for their next paycheck next year, that's when bad stuff happens. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, I'm just I'm worried about that. I don't want to see Duke get hurt. I mean, Anthony Davis is is a great player to watch, and I hope he lands in a good place and everything works out for him. This whole thing has has definitely harmed his reputation, and it makes the Pelicans look like an absolute joke. Yeah. Everybody involved in this situation, it's just a bad comedy. It needs to curb your enthusiasm music behind it because it's so awkward. You just cringe watching it. Great news, folks. There is a quick way that you could save money. Switch to GEICO. All it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And GEICO offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? GEICO's got you covered. Got an RV? Covered. Got a boat? Covered. And there's so much more GEICO could help with. Plus, don't forget the discounts. Go to GEICO.com today and see how much you could save. That's GEICO.com. Justin Cooper and I are both Denver Broncos fans. Case Keenum, not as big a Denver Broncos fan. (laughs) We will explain next. Outkick the coverage rolling along on a Friday, finishing up your work week here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Outkick the coverage radio program rolling along on this Friday. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Confident show, always. Outkick the coverage. Clay Travis back on Monday. Jonas Knox, he's confident. He's out in Los Angeles. I'm Jason Martin. I'm pretty confident. I'm here in Nashville. He's at the Jonas Knox. I'm at J Mart Zone. Roberto Flores, Eddie Garcia, Justin Cooper completing the trifecta out in Los Angeles. WR Row with the day off. He'll be back on Monday with Clay taking your phone calls at 877-996-6369, 877-99 on Fox. So, 
Jones, there are a lot of people that don't hear during the breaks all of the various Fox Sports Radio show promos because they'll hear their local ads and things like that, so they won't hear them. But I've heard this from you for like over a week now, I believe, since your show aired over the weekend. Mm. And I've, I've needed to get into this with you because <laughs> when I found out you were going to be in on Thursday and Friday, I'm like, cool, I've always wanted to work with Jonas, but <sighs> Joe Flacco. And you used the word Joe Flacco and Peyton Manning in the same sentence. And then you backed off and said, look, I'm not saying that these two guys are the same, which I very much appreciate, because if you had, I really don't think that I could have you oh, on this yeah. program. Like, that could not be a thing. I'm pretty sure Fox Sports Radio probably could have just pulled Fired your me. microphone yeah. right there and just sent you home at the moment. But make your make your Joe Flacco case, and then, speaking of case, Case Keenum, not real thrilled yesterday. We'll play some audio in a second, but, but make this Joe Flacco case. Okay, so I was sort of looking at why Joe Flacco was brought in at quarterback for the Denver Broncos because the move is a curious one. He's clearly on the downside of his career, so we think, and I just didn't understand the move. So I really just tried to figure out, okay, what was what was the idea behind the move? And the best that I could come up with, all right, the best thing I could come up with was John Elway has tried everything at the quarterback position in Denver. He's tried it all, and he's failed at all of them. John Elway tried to take a guy in the first round of the draft. He traded up to take a guy, identified the man that he wanted first round of the draft in Paxton Lynch, and Paxton Lynch turned into a bust. In fact, you can make the argument that Paxton Lynch is of recent memory the only first-round quarterback drafted who's been a bust because all the Mm -hmm. other ones have worked out to some degree. Paxton Lynch was a complete failure. So he tried drafting a guy in the first round of the draft. He tried drafting a guy late in the draft, finding value, a guy who was injured, and a guy who they thought they could develop in Trevor Simeon, and that didn't work out the way that they thought it was going to work out. He tried to take a developmental project guy who had issues off the field but came from a long lineage of great quarterbacks, and Chad Kelly, who was yeah. the, who was who whose uncle is Jim Kelly, he tried taking him, and that was such a failure that Chad Kelly was so ripped at a Halloween party that they cut him like 16 hours later. I don't know about you. I've been to a lot of work parties. I've never been fired after a work party. That guy was cut because he was so bombed at a Halloween party. So he's tried all that. He tried Brock Osweiler, and then he tried to bring him back, and that didn't work. So the only thing that has worked to some degree for John Elway is a veteran quarterback with a Super Bowl ring who's got something to prove coming off some injury issues. And I think John Elway looked at that and said, all right, I've tried it all. I've tried driving every single car on the lot. They all broke down within a year. At least it worked last time. Let me try this out with Joe Flacco. And I think that was sort of what Elway's thinking was. Now, if that's not the case, then I have no idea why you made the trade. That's that's the best I could come up with. All right. So your analogy about the car lot but the problem is he's he continues to drive all Hummers in 2019. <laughs> he's got he, Oswalder and Paxton Lynch are both six seven dudes. Chad Kelly's a big dude. Like all of these guys, like Case Keenum, six one is like a normal size quarterback. Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Chad Kelly. He keeps going for big guys, and you're like, yeah, somebody somebody with something to prove here. Peyton Manning is how he got the right veteran quarterback. Like, he can go get another great veteran like Tyrod Taylor and not have the same success that he had before. I just continue to look at these stats. 
for Joe Flacco and just some of the most amazing things that I've seen since this trade. This is from Patrick Doherty of Rotowire. Everyone knows Joe Flacco is bad, but I think sometimes we don't realize he's remarkably bad. Amongst quarterbacks to make at least 51 starts over the past four years, he's last in touchdowns, last in yards per attempt, and last in QB ratings. Over 34 quarter five, or I just botched that. Among 34 qualified quarterbacks over the last three years, Joe Flacco second worst in success rate, dead last in yards per attempt when his receiver was open per next gen stats. And then this is just the one. Last three seasons, 41 games. Joe Flacco, 50 touchdowns, 34 interceptions, 63% completions. Case Keenum, last three seasons, 41 games as well. 49 touchdowns, 33 interceptions. That's one less touchdown, one less interception. Exact same completion percentage at 63. And so one of the many media members in Denver says, okay, so here's the Broncos quarterback solution. 2018, Case Keenum. 2019, Joe Flacco. 2020, Eli Manning, question mark. Because that's what we're looking at right now. <laughs> Look. I know. I, Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl. I get it, man. I totally get it. At, I understand. I, I honestly, because outside of Elway, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't think of a better reason why. And I was trying to, th- to think, okay, well, you know, let me let me just sort of, you know, not take take what I feel about John Elway and his evaluation of quarterbacks. And let me just see, try and peek inside the mind of John Elway. And I can't think of another reason why he would trade for Joe Flacco other than, well, this is the only thing that's worked before to some extent. So let me just go back to the well and go and do what worked the last time because it doesn't make sense. The move doesn't make sense. I mean, it's I don't know what kind of upgrade it is over Case Keenum. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe Vic Fangio uh, trusted a guy like Joe Flacco more than he trusted a guy like I have no idea. It's it's just the whole thing is bizarre. The Denver situation is bizarre. Man, I said it, and you being a Broncos fan, I and I got I got some heat for this from Bronco fans when it happened. But I said it at the time when Gary Kubiak walked away from the job. Mm-hmm. I said I'm not buying for a minute that it was for health reasons. I think Gary Kubiak saw the writing on the wall. I think Gary Kubiak saw what this team was going to be because now all of a sudden, all these years later, Gary Kubiak is healthy enough not only to coach, but he's healthy enough to coach elsewhere, outside of Denver, and him and John Elway had a falling uh, a falling off and, and had a little bit of a, a disagreement towards the end, which is why he's no longer with the organization. I didn't buy that Gary Kubiak just wasn't healthy enough to coach. I know he had health issues before. I think he saw the writing on the wall. They had an issue at quarterback, and they weren't able to identify the quarterback. And he said, if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you can't win. I'm out of here. Yeah, well, look, the expectation is Drew Locke at number 10. Maybe what Denver is going to do. Warren Sharp, who we've had on this show before, I usually have him on at the times I guest host. He put out a couple of tweets about this. It says since becoming Broncos GM in 2011, Elway has acquired the three tallest prototype quarterbacks in the NFL since 1995: six seven Brock Osweiler, six seven Paxton Lynch, six six Joe Flacco. None have averaged over 6.6 yards per attempt or an 83 passer rating during that span. And then. This is the one. This is the winner of the internet. On the subject of Elway and his infatuation with tall quarterbacks, imagine if Jerome Bettis had been an NFL GM and used first-round draft picks on Ron Dane and TJ Duckett and then traded for Eddie Lacy. <laughs> yeah, so what's That's the phenomenal. Ne- hey, so what's the next move? Is, um, uh, is it, uh, you, I was talking wrestling, and I know you uh covering wrestling and working in the wrestling industry. So who's next at quarterback for the Broncos? Is it Giant Gonzalez? 
uh, or do we just go the big show? Like, how how, how are we doing with uh, the wrestling aspect? Well, this? big show, big show. That's that's about all that's left now. Yeah, because even the guys like Kane and the Undertaker are only about six six, right. and yeah. then they have lifts in their boots for about three or four inches. So you would have to go to like a Kevin Nash or a Big Show to make this happen. Absolutely. Giant Gonzalez has not been alive. For a while, oh, unless die? I've got that wrong. I have killed people off. That's one thing I do a lot of times. I say, this guy's dead, and it turns out not. I've killed Lionel Richie multiple times oh, wow. on radio, thinking he's dead. Like, I did it in Nashville. I said, man, I I wish, you know, Lionel Richie, he had a couple of good songs out, you know, back in the day. It's sad that he passed away. Dude had a show like a week later in Nashville. Hey, hey Coop, like, can you check and see if Giant, uh, uh, we'll put the blunt down. Can you check and see if Giant Gonzalez yeah. is, is dead? Uh, can we just get a Giant Gonzalez uh, alive or dead? El Gigante. Right you yeah. can look up him up that way as El well Gigante. because he was, <laughs> that was that was another one of his names. I'll, I'll look it up, but I'm like 95% sure he is. Okay. well I'm we, almost positive on this one. We need 100% when it comes to death. We're not here to, and we're not on the air right now, so this is not a big deal. We're yeah, just talking died about in 2010. All right, so let's go, let me set this up for it. Uh, let's go live to our Giant Gonzalez Corpse Update Insider, Justin Cooper for the latest. Coop. Passed away in 2010. Is that what you said? That's right. September 22nd, 2010, in Argentina. There it is. See? I feel like we did El Gigante. Here. How, how no, do we at least go that from, was right. How do we go from Case Keenum to El Gigante? <laughs> that happened. This is outkick. <laughs> this is outkick. That's how we did this. That's phenomenal. I'd much rather talk about El Gigante being a quarterback right now at the Denver Broncos than I would Joe Flacco. Oh, I, you know who else man. I'd like to see play quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Eddie Garcia. Folks, that's professional radio. It's called a segue. Let's bring in Eddie Garcia, find out what happened in sports last night. Eddie, what's up? I don't know that you really want to see that either, actually. (laughs) But uh, in the NBA, let's give you our Geico scoreboard as the season has resumed after the All-Star break. Finally, the Bucks beat the Celtics 98-97. Milwaukee, the top team in the East, now 44-14 on the year. Giannis Antetokounmpo with 30 points in the victory. Warriors over the Kings, 125-123. Golden State now 42-16 and on the year. Best in the West. The defending champs are led by Steph Curry, who had 36 points, including 10 three-pointers. Lakers over the Rockets, 111-106. L.A. rallied down 19 points to get the win behind LeBron James, who had 29 points. Houston star James Harden did hit the 30-point mark right before fouling out. He had now 32 consecutive games with 30 or more. It was the 76ers beating the Heat 106-102. Philadelphia winning without injured star Joel Embiid, who's out for about a week. College basketball, speaking of injuries, one day after Duke star Zion Williamson went down with a knee injury in the opening minute of their game against North Carolina. Upon further evaluation, they're saying it's a grade one strain. He is day-to-day. Doubtful, though, he's going to play in the Blue Devils' next game. That'll be Saturday against Syracuse. Some NHL games of note. The Capitals beat the Maple Leafs 3-2. Washington star Alexander Ovechkin gets his NHL-leading 43rd goal of the season. And the Lightning beat the Sabres 2-1 in a shootout. Tampa Bay's Nikita Kucherov gets his 30th goal and NHL-leading 100th point of the season. Stars beat the Blues 5-2. St. Louis' franchise record 11-game winning streak is snapped. Speaking of the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights will host the Winnipeg Jets tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern in our Discover card. Key matchup, get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. But first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Jason Martin and Jonas Knox in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Eddie Garcia undercutting himself. I'm positive he'd be better for the Steelers than Josh Dobbs. 
Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Jonas Knox, Jason Martin, in for Clay Travis. We've got another hour, hour and a half here. We're sitting in the midst of a chat window talking about The Undertaker being chloroformed at WrestleMania 9. This, I'm so here for this day. It's so random oh, and fantastic. Man. Yeah, WrestleMania 9 was at Caesars Palace outdoors. Yeah. I remember that. Um, and, and I was trying to, th- and, and you say it's the worst. I don't remember any other matches. One of them. Didn't Yokozuna, did Yokozuna wrestle, was it Bret Hart? Yeah, and then Hogan made a return at the oh, end and they right. put the title on him at the end. Speaking of Hogan. This is perfect because we haven't gotten a chance to talk about this. And Hogan's got a biopic coming out that Todd Phillips is directing and helping to write. Todd Phillips of Road Trip and the Hangover films and War Dogs. And look, Todd Phillips has had a pretty good career. Does he do honestly. Any, any, do any good movies or just those? Old school? Oh, Ooh. that's pretty good. So you didn't like any of the Hangovers? No. First one was pretty good. The first one was good. Man. Second, Come third on. shouldn't have existed. Yeah, I, uh, I, I found it to be uh, completely offensive, and I'm not about that. I uh, I just would like a more positive outlook on things, and uh, and I just was not a fan of how they portrayed. Jonas, you're a corn fan. No one buys what you're saying. Not, right not now. believing this lie. It's not going on. <laughs> no, okay. not at all. Interesting. So, so this film's coming out, and Todd Phillips is going to direct it. And I thought, oh, okay, this is really cool because Hogan's a complex figure, right? Brother. Like, I mean, he was an American hero, and He's telling kids to eat their vitamins and drink milkshakes and drink eggs and all sorts of things. We saw the old Hogan and wrapped in the American flag and just a huge celebrity, one of the most recognizable celebrities in the world during the height of his popularity. Hogan and Andre, well, they didn't put 93,000 in the Silverdome. That's what WWE claimed. They put more like 76,000, but that's still 76,000 people to see a pro wrestling event in the 80s. Hogan and Andre was no doubt an attraction. Yeah, just keep it rolling underneath. And then people got tired of the sort of babyface Hogan persona, the hero persona, and he comes back in 96 and turns into one of the great villains that we've ever seen and ignites what comes to be known as the Attitude Era in pro wrestling. Steve Austin, The Rock, Degeneration X, Mick Foley, a lot of those characters came about as a reaction to the New World Order storyline that World Championship Wrestling pulled out, and the key to that storyline was Hulk Hogan going from hero to the nastiest dude on the block. So he was able to reinvent himself and had two separate careers, really, as a pro wrestler. One as a hero, one as a villain. Yeah. So, great. There's a lot there. But then in the last 10 years or so, we've learned some other things about Hulk Hogan. And we've seen his daughter not able to succeed as a singer, and we've seen some real trouble that his son has gotten into, and well, there's a sex tape out there with Hulk Hogan and a radio show's wife, a radio host's wife, and then there's the racist stuff, which made WWE sort of back away from him a few years ago, the N-word on a tape, him saying, I am a racist on the tape. Hogan has become a fascinating figure, so a biopic about him makes a lot of sense. You go like total hero to a guy that, you know, we all looked up to as a kid and then you found out, mm, you know, complex, more than we thought. Somebody that needs a bit of a redemption story in his life and there's nothing in America that Americans can get behind. Yeah, you know what? They're there for you when you fall. And then they're all over social media saying the nastiest stuff in the world about you to try and prop themselves up and make themselves feel better. And I've been guilty of it too and it sucks. And now I try to catch myself and not do that and not revel in people. But 
We also are there for the redemption story. Look at Tiger Woods and how much everybody wants to see him win a major right now, despite what happened so many years ago, and despite the fact that we've never met him and don't know him all that well and have no idea if he's an affable guy or not. So you've got a chance here to tell a really good, fascinating story about a figure that at one point you thought was one thing and you found out, hmm, maybe not. But then you find this out. One of the main executive producers of the Hulk Hogan biopic is a man by the name of Terry Bollea. Terry Bollea, if you don't know, also went by another moniker for a long time, Hulk Hogan. Oh. He is the executive producer of this film. The One of the other producers of this film is a man by the name of Eric Bischoff, who used to be World Championship Wrestling's sort of head guy underneath Ted Turner. And he also happens to be Terry Bollea's best friend. So, the Hollywood Reporter who broke this story a couple of days ago about this film, which it looks like Netflix is the one that's going to acquire the rights to it, and they're going to put it out on their service, is that this film is not going to cover any of the last decade. This is about the rise of Hulkamania. It's an origin story. That was the quote. Which means, basically, we're going to see the first Spider-Man movie and nothing else. So with an opportunity to tell a story about a flawed human being struggling to try and find redemption, instead we're just going to see, and I saw Awful announce and call it this, and this is the best way I know to describe it. Jonas, we're going to see a rehab job in a movie that is not going to tell even 50% of the full portrait of Hulk Hogan. And as far as I'm concerned, you can keep that trash. Yeah, this is the same issue that Sasha Baron Cohen had with Bohemian Rhapsody. He was supposed right. to be Freddie Mercury, but he felt like they were trying to groove it to where it was basically turning into a puff piece, and they weren't talking about the real queen, which is why I, I don't want to see the movie, because I'm not going to get an accurate depiction of what really happened within the movie. And if I know that going in... I, I don't I don't want you to tell me what you hoped happened. I want you to tell me what really happened. And if they're not willing to tell you what really happened in totality, I don't have any interest in it. I'm just not interested. Yeah, I, right. I don't need to see the fictionalized version of a true story because if I want to see fiction, then I'll go watch Harry Potter because J.K. Rowling can tell a better story than your phony story about Freddie Mercury and Queen or your half-assed story about Hulk Hogan. I'll tell you exactly what Hulk Hogan should do. If he was smart, I know maybe I'll sound naive and it's not a perfect world, but I'll do that when we come back. But just food for thought, Hulk Hogan directing his own story and sanitizing it instead of telling everything that's going on. Nixon can't direct his own Watergate movie, folks. And O.J. Simpson can't direct his own 30 for 30. We'll be right back. It's Outkick the Coverage. Jonas and J. Mart in for Clay on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. A message from Welch's Grape Juice. 100% of the profits made from Welch's Grape Juice goes to American farmers. Know what else goes to American farmers? 100% of the thrill from repeatedly crushing grapes. That skins and seeds included till all that's left is that delicious juice. That's what sells. The world's toughest antioxidants. Welch's tough as grapes. Outkick the coverage. Finishing up hour number two on a Friday. Jonas Knox hanging with me. I'm Jason Martin. Clay Travis is back on Monday. We are talking about the Hulk Hogan biopic on the, on the flip side there and Hogan being the executive producer along with his best friend Eric Bischoff and them saying they're not going to cover anything that's happened over the last decade really raised my ire and, and took my interest level out of what I thought could have been a complex portrait of a more complex figure than we expected. And, for the, and right before the break I said, this is what I would do. And look, 
you may call me naive, and you guys all out there in L.A. might be about to call me foolish for saying this, but what if, because here's the thing, we know that this other Hulk Hogan stuff exists. It's not like it's gone into the ether. We're all aware of what's happened in Hulk Hogan's <laughs> life over the last decade. This stuff didn't just vaporize because it's not going to be in this movie. What if, instead of being Tiger Woods in his hostage video press conference, he was Michael Vick in his very heartfelt press conference after the dogfighting thing where I believed in everything that he had to say? Or what if he's like Hugh Freeze was when he was on this very radio program talking to Clay for about an hour about a year ago in his first kind of public comment since everything went down at Ole Miss? What if Hulk Hogan, being the executive producer of his own film, he was able to really treat this like a rehab job and basically say this to the American public? Look, I had a responsibility, and and kids looked up to me, and I did a lot of good things in my life, and we're going to highlight those things in this film, a lot of charity work, and I made a lot of kids smile. I'm one of them, as a matter of fact. But, unfortunately, you can't tell my story, and I'm humbled that anyone would want to tell my story, but you can't tell my story, unfortunately, without the recent past, because I've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes in this life, so even if... Even if I have to be associated with this project and and I'm able to do it, we've got to tell the full story. So I'm going to tell you about the Gawker trial, and I'm going to tell you about the things that have happened in my family and the mistakes. I'm going to put these blemishes up there for you to see, and then I'm going to put on the screen executive producer Terry Hulk Hogan Balea, because in that moment, there is not a soul watching that that would not feel sympathy for Hulk Hogan, would not want to root for Hulk Hogan much more than a sanitized film where we're not getting the full picture. If he himself puts the blemishes out there and says, we are all flawed, here are my flaws, here are my blemishes, here are the bruises, many of them self-inflicted in my own life. I've made mistakes, I was given so much, and I squandered it in a lot of ways. And so this is the real Hulk Hogan story from start to finish, and maybe, just maybe, I hope maybe you'll give me a second chance one day. Again, I might be naive. I know that's not how celebrity culture works, that you don't reveal those things, that you just try to snow them over and move on. I get it. But if it's me, that's what I would advise Hulk Hogan to do, is just bear your soul through that film and let that be the redemption story because everybody would see that as a stand-up guy trying to do the right thing as opposed to what we're about to see. Well, we're a forgiving society. Look at Mike Tyson. All right? Just look at Mike right. Tyson. I mean, he has been to prison. Uh, he's bitten body parts off other human beings in a ring. And every time you see Mike Tyson, people cannot wait to get a picture with the guy because he's been brutally honest about everything he's done. He's been he's been brutally honest about his past and all of that. So I think if Hulk Hogan were to go down that road, I think people would be forgiving. And one more thing on your uh, the point about if you're not going to be honest about the film, it'll steer people away. The movie The Fighter about Mickey Ward, uh, Mark yeah. Wahlberg was in, I believe... Um, uh, who's the guy who won an Oscar for it? Uh, the guy who played Batman, a Christian Bale, Christian Bale, won an Oscar for it. I'm a bo- boxing fan. Um, I, I've covered the sport. I love boxing, love MMA. The fact that you've got a Mickey Ward movie and you don't include any of his three fights with Arturo Gotti, which are arguably three of the best fights in the history of the sports, are Absolutely. insane. And even Mickey Ward himself in real life was upset that that wasn't included. So I think people do want the accurate depiction of the movie. Unfortunately, Hulk Hogan's not going in that direction. No, he's not. And so maybe it's going to be funny and Todd Phillips will direct it well and it might be entertaining, 
but it's not going to be real. Do I need to watch a fictionalized, half-assed version of the Hulk Hogan story instead of the real thing? I don't. You can keep it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Final hour of OutKick on this week. Clay's back on Monday. I am indeed Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. Joined by Jonas Knox. He's out in L.A. at the Jonas Knox. The trifecta handling business for us out there as well. That's Justin Cooper, Roberto Flores, Eddie Garcia. Dubs off today. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Also brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Lakers win last night 111 106. Lakers come back from 19 down to beat James Harden and the Rockets. James Harden's scoring streak stays intact even though scott foster did kick him out of the game i said in the first hour i'm so disappointed because this story would be so much bigger if scott foster had fouled james harden out with 29 points instead of letting him get that 30 barrier for the 32nd game in a row it's a cool streak the rockets are fifth in the west it just shows the only way to really win in the NBA is to have a super team, and I'm not sure having Chris Paul is having a super team because he's not going to be able to play enough because he's never been able to play enough. There was that long-running stat, Jonas, where uh, from the turn of the century, 13 of 15 Western Conference teams had at least made the Western Conference Finals. The two that had not were the Clippers and the Hornets, both teams Chris Paul played for. I mean, you know, you, you end the last hour by taking out Hulk Hogan, and now you just took a battle axe to Chris Paul to start out the new hour. I mean, geez, you know, look, he's a. There's a lot of people waking up in L.A. listening on AM five seventy LA Sports. They remember Chris Paul as as a glorious L.A. Clipper who won all of. Um, oh, that's right. He didn't get to the Western Conference Finals there. So uh, right. unfortunately, that didn't work out either. So and speaking of pro, speaking of the pro wrestling analogy, the two the two things Chris Paul is known most for. I would suggest our injuries and nut shots. Yeah, no, that 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 that's fair. Yeah, he's he's definitely been uh, banged up, and he also the the groin injury wasn't it a groin or was it a hammy last year that he couldn't play? Uh, in, uh, in game not, seven. I, I'm not sure. It would be it would be more apropos for it to have been a groin injury, considering how many nut taps he's given dudes in the NBA over the last decade or so. That's very bizarre. He's like he's one of the low-key, dirtiest players in the NBA. Oh, yeah, and it's very bizarre, because here's the one thing, and any guy listening to this can relate to this. Like The one thing about getting hit in the nuts is that it's sometimes the glancing blow that hurts more than the actual yes. dead center blow. You know what I mean? That's yes. why if you're Anthony Davis and you want to sit out the rest of the year, a glancing shot to the nuts I think is a fair way to make sure that you do not suit up for the remainder of the season. I, I don't think that's yeah, Just say someone ask. grazed my sack yeah. and I'm out for the next two weeks. Like Drew Holiday goes to put on his sneakers before the game and they slip out in a glancing shot uh, to the downstairs bathroom of Anthony Davis and they you know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about him getting injured the rest of the year. Look, I'm trying to find uh, solutions here to problems in the world of sports. I can only do so much. All right. Uh, you're doing, you're doing very well. It's Judge Judy out here. 877-996-6369-877-99 on Fox. Go out to Jose in Fremont. I haven't talked to him in a long, long time. Jose, another one of the listeners that's been without kick since, I. man, he was calling in the first couple of weeks of this show. Jose, what's up? What's up, brother? Hey, check this out. I'm totally with you guys on the documentary stuff. I love documentaries, bro. But they got to keep it real. 
And you know what? A couple things. If you guys can direct me to a good history of Queen's backstories, please do so. If there's a book, let me know. Also, did you guys get a chance to watch uh, WWE's or formerly WWS version of a documentary on the Warrior called The Downfall of the Warrior, which was a major smear campaign? And then after all that, they still inducted him into the Hall of Fame? You mean the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. That's, that's what right that there, was brother. called. Yeah, no, appreciate it, Jose. Yeah, there was a there was a video that came out. They used to do a lot of these things. They they don't have to now because they have the WWE network. It was called the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, and it was it was the hit job of all hit jobs. Yeah, not that a lot of it wasn't accurate, but that dude was not popular amongst the circles. He ends up getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, sort of having a little bit of a redemption story, and then he passed away two days after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and so that was a a tough ending to that story i would say for sure now i've always i've joked about bohemian rhapsody i saw it back in november and i i said at the time i said you know what i'm not so sure bohemian rhapsody is the best movie about queen that was released in 2018 and i'm pretty sure it was the only movie released about queen in 2018 (laughs) it was like when that won the golden globe all i tweeted out was and that's why i don't watch the golden globes because they're star bleepers, and it never has anything to do with what the best stuff is. I'll continue to say I'll, I'll die on this hill as the movie critic that I am and say that A Star is Born is still to me the best thing that I saw last year. And a lot of the things that are nominated for Best Picture this year aren't really all that good. Roma's one of the most overrated things I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't wait for it to be over. And these, I've, I know critic friends of mine that have seen it five and six times. They're just... Oh, I just have to see it on the big screen. You do? Really? Well, Dan, what if, was, if somebody offers you a chance to watch Roma, just poke your eyes out what was, instead. What just was, do something else. What was the movie that won last year? Shape of Water? What was that about? Like some woman uh, like has sex with a gargoyle or something like that? It, that what, it was a, a fish. It was oh, a fish. What, a, who cares? Fish, gargoyle, same thing, man. Like a woman fell in love with a, 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 a minnow and all of a sudden that's like, like that's, that's worthy of an Oscar? I thought that movie sucked. I, it should have been three billboards, correct? Should yeah. Have yes. yeah, thank you. I lost certainly money of that. certainly of those two. Yeah, I mean, and then three the movie before the Shape of Water, that one the previous year wasn't that great either. Yeah, that's what we just said. Yeah, the Roberta. Shape of Water. No, no, no. Yeah. The one before that, the you that the one that went before the Shape of Water, the Moonlight. Yeah, it wasn't that great. I thought you were saying the one that won before the Shape of Water. <laughs> I was like, are you listening to the radio program right now? Oh, man. Um, and the reason you bring that up is because there's a documentary Netflix is putting out on Hulk Hogan in which... Mm, documentary. It's, it's, it's a yeah. movie. It, it's basically a puff piece. They're not going to include the last 10 years of his life. It'd be like uh, O.J. Simpson's documentary, and the final scene is him filming the Hertz commercial. No, that's <laughs> seriously. like that's That's what I said. That's what I said yesterday here in Nashville on my show. I said, look... This Hogan biopic, it's almost as if instead of Ezra Edelman doing Made in America, a rental James Simpson was the credited director on that film, and that film stops as he leaves USC. Yeah, like it does. Like, like he, like they just get done filming the Hertz commercial, and then, uh, like in, in small font at the bottom, uh, alleged to uh, take a knife to a waiter and his wife uh, in their in their driveway. But we didn't want to include that in the movie. Like you know, like yeah. The, it's yeah, it's very bizarre how how they try and make the but that's that's Hollywood. A lot of this stuff is is done up, and then they'll they'll use the out of based on a true story or ba- but if you're gonna mm. if you're gonna title it a documentary, make it an actual documentary and include everything. Don't just you know pick and choose what you want that written about you. So yeah, I mean they're calling I mean they're calling it a biopic, and 
Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's a movie. It's not a documentary, but I just don't see the point. And then they say this is an origin story, dude. You're not Batman. Like we don't like Christopher Nolan's not directing three other Hogan <laughs> films after this. It's not an origin story. It's the whole thing. You're not getting bitten by a radioactive spider, and we're setting up a five or six film deal. This is one Hulk Hogan biopic that's being called an origin story of Hulkamania that's not going to include any of the mistakes and the blemishes and the problems that he's seen over the last 10 years. And then when you find out he's the executive producer of his own movie, and what I said at the end of the hour, just real quickly to those on the West Coast that are just waking up with us, and we appreciate you joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, the truth of the matter is, if it's me... I I believe that the best way to try and get redemption and and draw sympathy out of people at this point or just get a second chance for them is just to say, look, I know my name's on this and I'm behind it, but my life has been kind of a dumpster fire over the last decade and I can't tell my story without telling the whole story. I hope you'll give me a second chance. We've all made some mistakes. I've made some big ones. So here are some of mine and some of my triumphs. It's fine to show the good side. But the whole point is it's a complex portrait. It's a dude that was an American hero that basically became an American zero. He went from one of the most recognizable celebrities in the world to still one of the most recognizable celebrities in the world for every wrong reason imaginable. And we're not going to see those wrong reasons because he wants to try and make this out like this that the Hulk Hogan story stopped when he slammed Andre the Giant in 1987. That's just not how it works. Uh, I also heard that when he went back to the WWE, Hulk Hogan apologized or had to give an apology, and there were several of the uh, of the black wrestlers who just were less than impressed by the apology, and they even made public comments afterwards, like, "Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it still didn't." do a lot for us we just weren't so i mean it hasn't been the smoothest uh rehab job by hulk hogan to try and you know make sure his reputation is back to where it was before you know the last decade when people saw a video of his crank and then he started making racial comments in a in a a sex film so there's that yeah 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 just i mean you can't it still exists, man. Just because you don't tell it in the movie doesn't mean that it's not going to be what people are talking about. So I don't understand why... I guess I do understand. I understand the ego and the pride that goes into it and the I can't talk about my own faults. I just think it's a mistake. I think it's. I think if I were advising Hogan, I'd say, man, you should do the opposite of what everybody expects. You should be the executive producer and you should put all of the negatives about your own life in there and say, hey, give me a second chance because America will. They will do it every single time because they love a redemption story because truly when they think about their own lives, they realize their own faults, their own blemishes. You actually come across like a real human being instead of you know an automaton the way that this is going to portray it. It'll be good, I'm sure. Todd Phillips directs good movies. It'll, it'll be funny and it'll be well done and Chris Hemsworth will probably do a fine job in the role. I just think that it's a, it's a major misstep not to be real when you have an opportunity to be real, especially when your own name is attached to your own story. So that's something. And, and look, if they do ever do a documentary on Rex Ryan and they don't include the foot fetish, I'm going to oh, be pissed right. off. And look, I'm not into seeing Rex Ryan uh, eat food off his wife's feet. But if that's part of who he is, then it better be included in the documentary. And I don't think that's too much to ask. I, I certainly don't either. <laughs> the Lakers won last night. I have no yes. segue after that. It's just... <laughs> Thinking about Rex Ryan's wife's feet, and all of a sudden, LeBron James, who apparently is fat now, is that one of the things that we're reading? That he's 280 pounds, and Lakers are worried that he's crushing donuts like Clancy Wiggum. 
in the Springfield Police Department as opposed to, I don't know, being the Adonis that he was throughout much of his career. He doesn't look fat to me. He still looks like LeBron James. He's just a 34-year-old dude with a, I don't know, a bum groin. Is that a thing? Like, I don't even know if that's the way that you describe it. But he looked rejuvenated. I'm reading all these articles. Oh, he looks mentally and physically back into the game. He's he's playoff intense now. We played that audio yesterday. He was like, we're going to turn our intensity up to the next level uh, for this playoff run. Because basically what he basically said was for the last 57 games, eh, not really. You know, but now we're going to go ahead and tune in. That's one of the problems with the NBA is it seems like until after the All-Star break, a lot of teams are just kind of hanging. But the Lakers get it done last night. Just want to thank Scott Foster for that bonus storyline of apparently him hating the Rockets and getting James Harden out of the game and Chris Paul saying, I don't even know what, what I can do. Apparently he hates Chris Paul, and I came across like I did. I like watching Chris Paul play basketball. I do. I don't like put him in the list of all-time great point no. guards like some people have for such a long time. I just need to see the dude win first. That's the same reason I buried James Harden last year after watching them go out in the playoffs. Not last year, two years ago. And I said, I will never pick the Rockets to get to the NBA Finals or win until they actually do it. Because I've seen that dude disappear too many times. He is a great player, an all-time great player. Almost an unguardable basketball player is James Harden. We saw it last night because Stephen A. Smith who is maybe just needs to get off social media and stop talking in general after that Dwayne Haskins take, saying that, you know what, it's it's his mobility that makes him special. It's nah, his ability was, to run. He was misquoted. Come on, that was a doctored video. I, I don't think Stephen A. Smith would say something like that. That's just totally egregious. It's almost as if he's never watched Dwayne Haskins before. <laughs> but he also tweeted out last night, it's, I'm, here in, I'm here at Staples, and it's just so obvious that the Lakers don't have a chance against the Rockets. They can't cover James Harden. It's not even that they can't shoot. The Rockets are just far better. Lakers 111, Rockets 106, came back from 19 down and won the game. And I just I look at it and I say, look, the Rockets are fifth in the West. I've seen what Harden does in the playoffs. He's had to kill himself just to keep these te- keep his team in the game with all the injuries that they've dealt with with Capella and Paul not playing and just not having what they had last year, not having some of the reliable shooting they had last year and certainly not some of the defense they had with guys like Ariza on the perimeter, I think he's going to be so spent by the time we get to the playoffs that Harden's going to fume out. And it's not going to be fair necessarily, but he's just had to go too hard. And I think LeBron missing 17, 18 games with a groin injury is the best thing that could have happened to the Lakers, even though it doesn't matter whether or not he was as healthy as he's ever been. That team just doesn't have enough talent to compete with the top of the West, particularly the Warriors. Well, that's why the same knock on Russell Westbrook when he gets to the postseason, he's gassed because he's had to do so much for his team. That's why I'm fascinated to see OKC in the playoffs this year because I think he's sort of lightened the load a little bit and just realized Paul George is the best player on that team. He's still yeah. putting up the triple doubles, um, but he's struggling from the field, which is bizarre. He's regressed as a shooter, but I, I do think that's interesting to watch them get into the postseason and see where that goes. And this may be one of these things to where when Harden's 30-point streak does come to an end, maybe they start to peel back a little bit. And and to your point, when when people are talking about, man, LeBron James looks activated, LeBron James looks <laughs> What what is this? What is he like? A remote control car? All right, is there like a certain button? Is it like one of those beard trimmers where like you you press a certain button and it kicks it into a different gear? Like what are yeah. we talking about here? Like he's activated because he got up uh, against the Houston Rockets on a TNT game on Thursday night after he was off for almost a week. 
I mean, you can like don't use that as proof that they figured this out. Here's the reality of the situation, and Lakers fans don't want to admit this, but through 58 games, you're sitting at 500. Find me a Laker fan before the season who says after 58 games, we're good with being 500. Find me that guy, and I'll find you an absolute full-fledged liar because nobody in Lakerland is happy with 29 and 29, 58 games into the season. Calm down. It's one game. They beat the Rockets in prime time, and there were a lot of questionable things that happened down the stretch of that game. Give them credit for the comeback, but let's slow our roll a little bit on the Lakers. Russell Wilson to the Giants. That was quite a rumor a couple of days ago from Colin Cowherd. We will discuss the possibilities of that. Plenty more still to come if you want to join us. 877-996-6369, on Fox. That blasphemy L.A. about LeBron James that Jonas Knox just spit. If you want to come after him, come after him. 877-99 on Fox. We'll be right back. It's how kick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. Friday edition rolling right along here on Fox Sports Radio. We're brought to you by TrueCar today. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. True cash offer not available in all areas. Jonas Knox out in L.A. He's hanging with me. I'm Jason Martin. Clay Travis is back on Monday. He's at the Jonas Knox. I'm at J Mart Zone. Trifecta spinning the Dallas radio style for us today out in Los Angeles as well. Russell Wilson to the Giants is something I was not expecting to hear this week. And Colin Cowherd mentioned it a couple of days ago, and then now it's gotten even more traction and it seems to center Jonas around the idea that Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra, likes the idea of an entertainment mecca and does not see Seattle, Washington as an entertainment mecca, certainly not comparable to New York. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, pretty much since the grunge era ended, that was sort of Seattle's moment in the sun. <laughs> and they were they were, had some things going there. Frazier was hanging out there for a time. Seattle kind of had a decent run there during the nineties. Starbucks, but yeah, I, I can understand. Yeah, exa- yeah, I'm a big coffee fan. But you, New York, I can get it. Yeah, I don't know whether or not this is true, but you could see it. This is a contract year for Russell Wilson, and the idea that he's sort of I don't know forgotten about in Seattle. I don't know that that's the case. The Seahawks are a team that we generally pay attention to, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league still in his prime. However. Russell Wilson for the Giants would be an amazing storyline if it was something that was able to play out. You talk about two guys that could end up in New York. One of them, we've seen how he can't get out of the way of his own feelings, and that's Kevin Durant. Maybe Durant ends up with the Knicks. If if all of a sudden Kevin Durant ends up with the Knicks and Russell Wilson ends up with the Giants in like a year, year and a half, New York's going to be a completely different place as a sports landscape. 
Now, look, I love the idea of this because I've always said I for for what we do, off-season NFL talk for me is more enjoyable than in-season NFL talk. Because in-season NFL talk, you got to kind of you know uh, color in between the lines. You know, it's it's your your you know recapping games, talking about what you know what is happening, what's going down, so on and so forth. In the off-season, all bets are off. What could happen? What might happen? Rumors. Um, uh, allegations, uh, fighting, free agency, all that stuff makes the NFL really fun to talk about. So I love the idea of Russell Wilson going to the Giants. The NFL would love the idea of Russell Wilson going to the Giants. And that's not to take a shot at Seattle. They're a great football team. They've had a great run and a great fan base. So the NFL, if they had their wishes, I'm sure would love to have Russell Wilson in New York playing with the Giants. Here's the problem. Because of the franchise tag and because mm-hmm. of the control that the organization has over Russell Wilson, this even getting done, if it's even to get done, is probably two to three years away from happening. And by yep. that time, Eli Manning's probably long gone, and the Giants can't wait around to figure out whether or not they can get Russell Wilson. They're going to have to move in a different direction, whether it's Haskins in the draft. I know Stephen A. Smith was all over that, as you mentioned earlier. Um, Mobile quarterback, man. He's an athlete. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Whether I mean, it it just – I don't see the Giants waiting around on a what-if scenario to try and get Russell Wilson to New York. So I love the theory. I love the idea. I do think there's some meat on the bone. I just don't know – that that it's something that's that's realistic given how the end how the NFL and the and teams have control over these players when it comes to the franchise tag. Yeah, see, I I agree with you. I don't think it happens. Russell Wilson to me strikes me he strikes me as a guy that I could see playing his entire career in Seattle. Yeah. He, he just that just the kind of guy he seems to be. I mean, Seattle had to like him enough. Like this is, and I give Seattle credit because there's so many teams, and you know this just in covering sports and being around sports that are too stubborn for their own good to admit, hey, you know what? We got it wrong. Seattle took him in the third round after they had already signed Matt Flynn to a, a yeah. big money contract. And Seattle, in that same offseason that they that they signed Matt Flynn and drafted Russell Wilson, recognized early on. They liked him enough to draft him. And then they recognized early on in camp, oh, God, he's better than the guy we just gave a bunch of money to. And they didn't even entertain the idea of giving Matt Flynn a chance at the job because of all the money he made. They turned the keys over to Russell Wilson. They conceded they made a mistake in the Matt Flynn signing. When you do that much, and then after all of that, they decide that they're going to bet on and ride with Russell Wilson. And they jettisoned Richard Sherman and Michael Mm -hmm. Bennett and Mm -hmm. Marshawn Lynch and all the voices and the loud loud voices in that locker room. When you make that kind of commitment to a guy time and time again, I don't see you walking away so that he can go pair up with his wife and do big things in New York. I don't think he gets out of Seattle. Yeah, see, I I agree with that. That article that came out on ESPN.com about a year and a half ago where you saw like disgruntled, angry defensive players for Seattle that were coming out against Russell Wilson and how everybody seemed to have his back in the organization even though they were the ones winning the game. That was a turning point moment for that franchise because in that situation, you saw who they were going to put their money on and they decided to put their money on Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson. And that creates a loyalty. And I think that Russell Wilson is the kind of guy that's not going to soon forget about that. I'm in the midst of a pop culture podcast series on Friends right now. One of the stories I told last week 
was about how Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer were going to be paid a ton more money early on in the run over the other four because that's who the network valued, and they refused it. They said, we can take the money that you're going to add to us, and you can pay us all more, but we're going to make equal money. That creates loyalty. That means later on when Lisa Kudrow or Matt LeBlanc or somebody else has some other offer or potentially considers leaving the show, you remember things like that. Russell Wilson was backed by the organization. Those fans absolutely love him. That's one of the best atmospheres by far, not just in the NFL, but in all of pro sports. I don't think that it's too much to ask that Sierra can just, you know, do whatever she needs to do on the entertainment landscape by taking a flight from west to east. Russell Wilson kind of just strikes me as a lifer. He strikes me as a guy that's going to play his entire career in Seattle. He's not going to be in LA. He's not going to be in New York. He's not going to be in Dallas. And I respect that. I think a lot of us out there, we have spent many occasions on radio programs and many columns have been written. Much time has been spent on, man, can can a small market just keep its star? Like Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City. It's not that Seattle is a small market, but just not one of the big ones. When DeMar DeRozan said no to the Lakers and stayed in Toronto, oh, good, that's the kind of thing. Russell Wilson has the opportunity to be the most famous player in the history of that franchise to have a statue out there, to go into the Hall of Fame after playing his entire career for one team when that basically never happens in pro sports anymore. And I think that his reputation and the way he's perceived does matter to him because he is very careful about the way he lives his life. And I've always respected him and liked him for that. So honestly, as cool as the story is, I hope that we're right and that he does stay in Seattle. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, and and also this is one of the things that I, when that article came out and you mentioned it, the Seth Wickersham piece on. By the way, yeah. I, and at some point, do you just stop letting Seth Wickersham any near anywhere near the building? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, teams, it's gonna be you know it's gonna be an expose. He's yeah, the one that wrote the Patriots piece on yes. Kraft and Brady, and uh, yeah, it's, you're exactly it's, right. Like, you see crazy. Seth Wickersham, you're like, what is it that we don't yeah. know about our organization? Right. Why is he here? <laughs> right, it's 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 crazy. So you see him, and you go, okay, well, what's happening now? And so when he wrote that article. I'll still contend to this day, and people listening in Seattle uh, will probably remember this, but I think what got buried in the article is that they had brought Colin Kaepernick in to have a discussion about Mm -hmm. being the backup in Seattle. And I think that what led to them not signing Colin Kaepernick, I think, was less about the money, but I think the organization realized if you sign Kaepernick right after that article comes out where you've got those strong-minded defensive players calling out Russell Wilson, you would have lost Russell Wilson as your quarterback there from a loyalty standpoint that you've pointed out. Because after an article comes out like that where guys are on the record criticizing Russell Wilson and the offensive coaches, and that they view Russell Wilson as a guy who gets favored by the organization, and then you go out and sign Colin Kaepernick, who they speak so highly of, you would have lost Russell Wilson right there. So I think that was also part of the reason Mm. it was bad timing when that article came out, because it was right after Colin Kaepernick was in the building. The second that article came out, I remember being on the air and saying, no shot they sign Kaepernick now. No shot. You do not want any part of those problems in that locker room. It's already a loud locker room to begin with. Having Colin Kaepernick in there right after his, uh, Russell Wilson's teammates called him out in that ESPN article by Seth Wickersham would have been the worst idea in the world. Yeah, and the problem with the Kaepernick thing without like getting back into that story is you can't bring in Kaepernick to be a backup because all of the people that are behind Colin Kaepernick are immediately after the first incompletion in the first game he does not start. 
are going to start clamoring for him to start. The problem with trying to bring in Colin Kaepernick is the people that are behind him still need that story to exist. So once he's signed, it then becomes, why is he not starting? And so yep. you bring him into that building, you can you can definitely lose Russell Wilson. And there's also you know extenuating factors past that. But I, I totally agree in terms of back just they backed him so strongly that I just don't think he's going to forget it. And no. I also agree that Seth Wickersham is not going to be doing an expose <laughs> on Outkick. And if he shows up, I'm gonna I don't know what I need to do. It's oh, clear yeah. that we don't know our organization nearly as well. As possible. Let's bring in Eddie Garcia one final time for this week and find out the latest in the world of sports. An exciting night as NBA got back to action last night. Yeah, let's give you that Geico scoreboard with the second half of the season resuming in the NBA after the All Star break. We had the Bucks beating the Celtics by a point, 98 97, the final in Milwaukee as the top team in the NBA, at least record wise, is Milwaukee now at 44 and 14. Giannis Adentacumpo with 30 points in their latest win. The Warriors are the top team in the Western Conference. They pick up a victory over the Sacramento Kings, 125-123. Golden State now 42-16. and Steph Curry led them with 36 points, including 10 three-pointers. Lakers over the Rockets, 111-106. L.A. rallied down 19 points to get the win, thanks in part to LeBron James, who had 29 points for Houston. Their star, James Harden, did reach the 30-point mark for the 32nd consecutive game. That was right before he fouled out. Chris Paul also fouling out in this game. 76ers without star. Joel Embiid is out for at least a week with an injury. Still beat the Heat 106 to 102. College basketball one day after Duke star Zion Williamson went down with a knee injury in the opening minute of that game against North Carolina. The team says he has a grade one sprain and is listed as day to day. Duke will be playing this Saturday against Syracuse. Number seven, Michigan won at Minnesota 69 60. And the team that will likely be the new number one when the new poll comes out, second ranked Gonzaga, crushed Pepperdine 92. To 64. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Jason Martin and Jonas Knox in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Thank you, Eddie. Have a good weekend. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com, call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Posted on Pro Football Talk a little while ago. Uh, Aaron Rodgers takes his share of criticism. He's taking criticism from Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley and Abaha Amelia. There have been a lot of guys that have come out and said, yeah, he's kind of difficult to deal with. I think we already knew that, Jonas. I don't think that that yes. is news, that Aaron Rodgers is mm, maybe not the most affable of guys. We talked a lot about Ben Roethlisberger yesterday. Really raised the ire of some Steelers fans. Social media remains the worst. But Jordy Nelson comes out and basically buries anybody who said anything negative about Aaron Rodgers. Says, I think if you look, there's two guys, now three saying it, compared to the hundreds that are saying the opposite. I think it's comical when I read those comments, everyone knows negativity sells. People don't want to hear the good. People feel better about themselves when they hear bad things about other people, and that's why that gets more pub. I mean, no one wants to hear that Aaron's not obviously a great quarterback, or not only obviously a great quarterback, but a great leader and does everything else. All right, that's your story. What fun is that? Unquote. Uh, Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers were like best friends when he was in Green Bay. Honestly, 
I'm going to back Jennings and Finley and everybody else and his immediate family, meaning Aaron Rodgers' immediate family, and say, I don't know. I think the bias here is a little bit strong for Jordy Nelson, and he probably misses being in Green Bay. I would, especially where he plays football now. Um, I, I think, look, Rodgers is probably a pain in the ass. I buy it. I, I think these guys aren't just Greg Jennings and these guys aren't just making up stories that he probably does rub people the wrong way. But I'm not willing to say that just because those three guys say it that he's a terrible teammate. Look, you jive with certain people and you don't jive with certain people. And he got along with certain people. If you listen to James Jones, uh, who's been on Fox Sports Radio before and talked about how what a great guy Aaron Rodgers is and they got along well. It's just that it's Aaron Rodgers, and because he is private and because he's a big-time superstar, like you see a couple examples of maybe him not getting along with certain people, and you just assume the worst of the guy. It's, it's like the, the Zion Williamson situation when people are, are talking about how, well, this is exactly why you don't go and play another game in college basketball because you yeah. could get hurt. Like you're you're looking at a couple of examples of guys that have gotten hurt when there was a lot of money on the line at the next level, and you're forgetting about all the hundreds of thousands of players who have benefited from playing college ball and went on to make big time cash. You you can't use just a couple of examples to to talk about something in totality. And I feel like people take Greg Jennings and those players and they go, well, that just tells us everything we need to know about Rodgers. No, he just gets along with certain guys and then other guys he's, he doesn't. And as opposed to Tom Brady, who apparently gets along with everybody and has maintains great relationships with all the all his players and teammates uh, past and, and, and present. So uh, I, I just think this is... You know, yeah, it's it's Jordy Nelson sticking up for his guy because a couple of teammates didn't get along with Aaron Rodgers. It's the NFL, man. You're not going to like everybody. Yeah, well, see, I think there's a difference between bad person or tough person and tough teammate. I think he's probably a great teammate, and certainly you'd want to play with Aaron Rodgers because he's about as good as it's ever been. I don't know that I'd want to hang out with Aaron Rodgers. That's just kind of my yeah. impression as someone that's never met him speaking from afar because that's what we do behind microphones we bloviate and gas bag and talk about things that we don't necessarily know all that much about i just everything i've heard about aaron Rodgers tells me yeah maybe not the greatest dude maybe if i worked for an insurance company or something like that he might care a little bit more but as a teammate i i certainly would want to play with him i don't think that i I don't know why i'm not sure what the axe to grind there would be but i also think jordy nelson you know, used to play in a lot of sunshine and now it's darkness and rain. And that's kind of what it's been since he left. And he probably misses his time in Green Bay because they won a lot of games and they were a great connection together. And Jordy Nelson at that point was somebody that won a lot of fantasy games for a lot of teams. Hadn't happened in a long time. We got one more segment to come up to finish up the week. Stick with us. It is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Final segment of the week, little Montel Jordan, as always, for you. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios, Outkick the Coverage Radio Program. We've had a lot of fun this week. I want to thank Clay Travis, as always, for all the opportunities he's put into my life. I wouldn't have much of what I have in media without just how loyal he's been to me. I know that kills his gimmick, but he's been a good dude to me, and he'll be back on Monday. I'm Jason Martin, formerly his executive producer, now a host on the Fox Sports Radio affiliate 104.5 The Zone here in Nashville, Tennessee. Jonas Knox is great at what he does, host of the Jonas Knox Show, which this Sunday morning 
I am hosting. Yeah. How about them apples? Welcome to the dark side. Yeah, different. Uh, look, it's it's a fun crowd. It's wild. They are all over the place at that time of night or morning, depending on where you're at. But um, be prepared, because if you say something that pisses them off, they're going to let it rip. It's going to be an interesting Saturday night, because Saturday night I'm meeting my girlfriend's father for the first time at a dinner and then like three hours later I have to come in and do three hours of radio with a, a wild bunch in the middle of the night. Yep. So this is going to be, be, this is gonna be, be something else. Yeah, but that's a good story though. That's a good story to take into uh, the weekend overnights there. I mean if you have like I've left quinceaneras and gone straight in to do weekend overnights and uh, you know it, it doesn't play all that well but still like there's some of the audience that gets what I'm saying when I'm talking about quinceaneras so you know. There's that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Joe in Bakersfield joined us in the first hour, by the way. We, we learned a lot more about him. That's a good reason to subscribe to the Outkick the yes. Coverage podcast. Just search Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis through your podcast catcher of choice. Get the show however and whenever you want it. We want you to be able to consume it on your time if you're not able to join us live, which, well, you should be able to join us live. You know who I have not heard from a lot lately? Don Nelson. Oh, yeah. Golden State Warriors, old school Golden State Warriors, like Chris Mullen hanging with Mr. Cooper. Golden State Warriors. Then he coaches the Bucks, the Warriors, the Knicks, the Mavs, goes into the Hall of Fame, considered by many to be one of the top 10 NBA coaches of all time. Well, he was a part of this sort of weird Q&A, like Steven Jackson's out here talking about guys not having passion anymore for the game, the way Anthony Davis is handling his trades, and all of these various situations. And Don Nelson is up here. And like if I, I see the photo and I'm just like, man, I did not even realize that that was Don Nelson because I couldn't stop looking at the necklace surrounding the black turtleneck and the hair that he's wearing with the jacket and the hair. And so Don Nelson's asked, what you've been doing since your NBA days? And in very Justin Cooper fashion, I think we have this audio. This was his response. Coach, I know you live in Hawaii, right? So Yeah, I've been smoking some pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I never smoked when I played or coached, so it just it's new to me. But anyway, I'm, I'm doing that, and uh, I'm having a pretty good time. It's, it's more legal now than it's ever been. How about that? It's just straight-up cold-blooded, I've been smoking some pot. That's what you might not have heard there. And if you look at him... My man's been in some sweat lodges. Yeah, like, there's no, there's no question he has been enjoying his post coaching days. And and he's one of those elaborate pot smokers. Like he's not one of those like I'll just smoke a joint or I'll smoke uh, out of out of a you know normal little uh, small piece or I'll smoke out of an apple if I've got nothing else. Like he'll smoke a bong through a doggy door. Like he's one of those guys. <laughs> and just the way he does his hair and the necklace, he kind of reminds me of uh, if uh, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. If he had blonde hair. They kind of had had a uh, John Travolta look to him. So a little late in the game to take up marijuana, but he seems like he's happy. Good for him. Uh, yeah, it's just it's such a candid answer in a sport where you just don't get many candid answers. I know now that you're done, it's like once you're out of I don't know out of politics, all of a sudden you start saying things because right. you don't have to play to constituents <laughs> anymore. Right. That's Don Nelson at this point in his life. He is in the gives no, you you get it, gives no bleeps stage of his life. Yeah, I'm smoking some pot. He actually looks like he just finished, and maybe actually there's smoke rising from under the table 
just right here at this press conference. And I know they were talking about it. Justin Cooper on the Ben Maller show before I heard on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates were talking about the guys that he gets together and plays poker with and smokes weed. And who were the guys at that table, Coop, that, that they had mentioned on the show? Was it Owen Wilson? And who are the other three? Will Owen Wilson, Willie Nelson. That, yeah, Will, man, who was the who was the last one? And and there were there was a fourth one there. Oh, um, uh, Woody Harrelson. Yes, yes. So Don Nelson, Woody Harrelson, Owen Wilson, and Willie Nelson get together and play poker. Dude, <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, can we please make a movie out of that? <laughs> like Rounders is a fantastic film. It needs a sequel. That foursome is. Oh, that's a fantastic way to end. Jonas, this has been fun, man. I really appreciate you coming in for a couple days. No, thank you for having me, man. Awesome. I'll host the Jonas Knox Show on Sunday morning. Thanks to (laughs) Jeff Schwartz. Clay Travis is back on Monday. See you guys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote